Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another... Good evening and welcome to another episode of Married Men Don't Talk Show, produced by Household Stress. The phone lines are now open, but this is a strictly for men and it's a fluent conversation. So right now, uh, if you can mute your phones if you're not going to speak. Uh, and we have a couple of rules before we start. There's absolutely no profanity, no publicity, or no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. So please remember that this is not Bible study. So without further ado, tonight's topic is child support. My name is Darren Smith, and joined with my co-host Rodney Turner and Tony Hawkins, a.k.a. T-Hawk. This is a fluent conversation, so if you don't have anything to say, please, if you have anything to say, please feel free to do so. So without further ado, we want to get started into the topic of tonight, which is child support. I don't know how many men on the phone that had met this, this I'm not going to say evil term, but the system has turned it into a evil against people, I believe. Uh, I would like to first start off by saying I collect child support and I do not pay it, but um, later on tonight we will be getting into why I'm not getting paid, what I should get paid, and why the person on the other end is not in jail, as I would be if I was in her position. So without further ado, I want to ask the first question. Should the custodial parent be based on gender? Anybody? No. Okay, explain. No, well, who, who? I mean, whoever, whoever's. I don't want to say fit, but I do want to say fit. Whoever's fit to be the better parent, whoever is present to be the better parent, should be the custodial parent. So, what qualifies the better parent? The way that you are a better parent. I mean, your 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 commitment to raising this child. I think it. I think it's a lot of factors, and I think. Uh, I think one thing that the courts, the lawyers, will never allow the courts to do is establish some type of criteria. You could base it on uh, income, credit score, uh, neighborhood, um, background, history, family history, education. There's so much. There's so much criteria that you could put on it to make it so much easier. But I don't think the lawyers ever let let that happen. I think right now the okay. system is. And to pay the lawyers the most. The lawyers? Yeah, the lawyers. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, the lawyers aren't even involved. Well, well the, objective mean, you know, is, the objective is for the lawyers to get the most money. That's the objective of the whole system. To, to, determine, who's, to determine who's going to be the custodial parent? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. What so do you, you base yourself off? Oh, go ahead, Rocky. So, 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 if one person goes and files for that, and the other one doesn't, so one beats the other one to the punch. I don't think there's any lawyers involved. Well, there could be. Okay. Gotcha. What I'm saying is the way the system is set up, it is set up to where it could be so ridiculous for the courts to consider giving the children to a parent simply because of their sex, that it would take all kinds of legal fees to fight the court's decision. It, 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 does that make any sense? 
That's true. I I I I hear you. Okay. The reason why I'm I'm siding with you because you um in my case at least I had to pay forty thousand dollars and continue to keep a retainer of five thousand in the lawyer's pocket as time went on and the money expired out of their account. I didn't even know what a retainer retainer was. I thought that a retainer was I give you the money and you do all the work. But I didn't know it runs out and they bill me. And I and I asked her, I said, how do I know you're doing this? You know, you say you spend 30 minutes on the phone, but I don't see you breaking down. I see you breaking down the hours, and I see you breaking down half hours. But I don't see you breaking down a quarter of an hour or 10 minutes or five minutes here. I know you didn't spend either an hour or half an hour on the phone with somebody or doing something with my case. I know you didn't spend that kind of time. So I was kind of frustrated because I didn't understand what it, what the retainer was for, and nobody's monitoring them. Right, exactly. It's designed. The whole system, the legal system, is designed to pay lawyers, even the child support. It's it. Nobody cares about the kid in the justice system. And another lawyer that they get involved when the children are under a certain age, and I don't want to make the show about lawyers, but it is it's, it's just as important important to talk about that to know what men especially are facing when you're trying to uh, obtain custody of your children in a nasty divorce. Uh, the children also have to have a lawyer, and this is a lawyer slash psychologist. It's called a GAL, which is guardian ad litem, and what he does, you take the children to this man, and he closes his door and locks it. And it's just him and your child in that room. And uh, it's a soundproof room. And he is to determine, have the child been psychologically prepped to answer questions a certain way? And he also is to determine whether the child is fit to get on the stand at the time of the trial. So... I have to pay that also because that is based on who makes the most money. Uh, they break it down as far as portions. They break it down. You pay 70%. You pay 30% based on you guys' income. Do you right. Think well, they got to make sure they have a better chance of getting the money they, so they go after the richer parent. doesn't make sense to go after the parent. They know they broke. But if you're already paying lawyer fees and you're already p- paying uh, child support still, because even though this is going on, the person that's not assigned the children at that time or is ordered at that moment, at the time of separation, to begin paying child support, but they take a little bit off because the, the judge is supposed to, quote, unquote, understand how many bills are you paying out of your pocket – and if you are found uh, the person that's not to have the children or to get custody of the children, then the, all the time that she gave you the break, so the $400 that she didn't include in the child support during the time of the trial, it will be called um, arrears. It will be considered arrears. So they will start your new child support plus the $400 that it took in time to make all of this happen. So normally that's about a year. So 400 times 12 is what you're going to have in arrears at the time that the custody is granted. 
I feel the a need to tell the the fellas this because um raising your children and just getting them just because you're in a position to have the children that doesn't mean it's going to be be easier or go downhill from that point um so without with with all of that said um I want to ask again what should the credentials be of the custodial parent because in some cases the credentials are you're the mother and we're not going to take your the children from you if you're not on crack or if you're not um, prostituting or doing something illegal with your life. Well, you can do all those illegal things, but if you say you were rehabilitated and have people to testify to that fact, then it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Well, I, I don't think that um, it was a that men can go in there and have a fair shake unless they have a a serious lawyer. I don't think you can go in there with a public defender as a woman can and win any case against her. Um, well, it's not impossible, but I mean the odds are stacked against you because of the, it's it's highly unlikely. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, I you know I think that. It all depends on how you present yourself as as well. You know what I mean? You know, and if you're coming in there and all your ducks are in a row and you've got your documentation and you can prove your case, I think that the chances, I mean, if, you, if you've got more documentation that you've been doing your part as a parent and you've been going above and beyond and you demand certain things, like a lot of times guys go to pay child support and they get stuck paying child support, but they never demand for joint custody of their kids. They never demand and say, but, okay, I want my kids every weekend or every other weekend, and there's a certain amount of days that you can get for your kids. That shows the courts, hey, I want to be in their lives. I want to be there, and this is what I plan to do. Not just, well, you know what I mean, I, I, I only make this kind of money, and I don't make enough money to pay that, and I want my child support reduced. It all depends on the way that you go at the court system, I believe. I, I, don't, I don't believe so, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, if you go to the court and say, I want, you know, equal custody of my children, it's two types of custody, and I didn't know this either. It's joint physical custody and joint legal custody. Now, when the children are small children, um, the courts tend to want to give the father joint legal custody at the most, if you want to be involved with the child's life. And joint legal custody consists of um, where the child goes to school, uh, paying the dent- half the dental bills, paying the medical bills, uh, decide if the child can go into ballet or karate or any kind of legal uh, issues that the, t- the child or decisions that the other parent wants to make. They have to uh, come to you first and say, hey, do you agree with her or him going to this school? I want to put them in a private school. And that's another thing. If the children were already in private school when you guys were married, the children are to maintain that, and the paying parent has to pay that school, uh, that tuition. I didn't know that either. So it's a lot of things that, that come out when you're getting the divorce in, in this kind of situation. And no matter if I wanted 
to the only way joint uh, physical custody, joint physical custody is where the children are mostly um, uh, attending, uh, spending the night most of the time, uh, more than six months a year. So that parent has um, primary custody. Now, sole physical custody is the parent who has custody of the children don't have to um, ask permission from the other parent. So I was going for joint legal custody and primary physical custody. And they were two different things, and we had to fight them on two different days. And the lawyers, the mediators, everybody said that it is to make it. My job is to make this process equally worse for both of you. So it was, I'm going to make you tear out her throat, and I'm going to make her tear out your throat. Even though you don't want to do that, you might not want to fight, they're there to make to pull the worst out of the other person so the judge can make a final determination um, who the children go to. And that's the sad part, especially during a time when you're supposed to be, when the children is supposed to be the most important in this whole entire ordeal. But what upsets a parent even more, and I want to ask you guys this question, should the parent that's paying child support be provided proof that the monies that are sent to the children are going towards the children. That's a slippery slope. That's crazy. You're going to walk in there with all your McDonald's receipts? That's a slippery slope right there because there's a lot of times where, where you may not have receipts for incidentals that have to be paid for. Just like he said, McDonald's receipts. That's still feeding the kids. It's unhealthy eating, by the way. I might add that. But it's still feeding the kid. Yeah, but what about those times when you know you're paying a buttload of child support and your child calls you and says, Dad, can you send me some money because Mom needs, I wanted this game for Christmas, and it cost $400, and mom told me to ask you if you can give me that for a Christmas gift. And the child is seven years old, and the only thing you really want to say is, I give your mom $1,500 a month. Why can't she get you a $400 game system? So at those times like that, I, I would want I wanted proof, and they told me the same thing you guys are saying. She don't have to provide you proof that she's spending your $1,500 on uh, games or clothes or rent. I was like, you know, for crying out loud, she stay in Georgia. Her rent is $700. I'm paying her rent twice, but my children still calling up here and asking me to provide for them, even though I'm providing maximum amount of dollars and I'm up here living in somebody's basement. Hmm. So that's why that point, that that question is important to me because uh, I also witnessed a friend going through the same thing and he was paying twenty eight hundred dollars a month and uh, and it was crazy ridiculous and I don't see, believe. See. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I wait till you finish. I'm sorry. No, I just don't believe that. I strongly believe that you know. Um, you should provide me something if my child is calling me for something else. 
They shouldn't need anything if I pay child support, that much child support. If I'm paying that much child support, you should be covered on anything you want. Now, if I'm paying $2 There's a difference between want and need. A $400 game is not a need. Nope. But if they want that... I have never seen a child that didn't want more and more and more stuff, okay? But wants and needs are two different things. And here in the state of Maryland, I don't know how it works in Georgia, it's a calculation. It has nothing to do with anything but sheer numbers. I want to say this, and I may not be a fan about what I'm getting ready to say. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is, and this is what I believe. Because you're talking about people that are paying an enormous amount of child support. And I understand that they are blood-sucking women that just want to get money to go shopping and do what they need to do with your money. I get that because they had your baby. I get that. But at the end of the day, we have to be more responsible when going into a court of law of any of any kind, whether it be for a parking ticket, whether it be for child support, whether it be to get divorced. You can't just lay down and get raked over the coals and say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take my chances and go in here and see what it is. You have to be advised on what your rights are. You have to be advised. You have to be protected. Someone come in and represent you so you're not getting raked over the coals and have all this stuff written down. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times guys go in there and say, you just went in there. A lot of guys go in there and just say, okay, well, this here's my pay stub. Have your way. And you already know the system's working against you. That's like getting divorced and not going in without an attorney. It's ludicrous. You know, so I think at the end of the day, if we're going to have these babies, whether it works out or it doesn't work out with the mother, when it's time to go to court, have some representation so you don't have these conversations about I'm paying this woman 1500 and she can't buy my kid an Xbox for Christmas. Well, if when you're ordered to pay something, you're ordered to pay it. Um, and you can't, you can't govern or dictate where that money goes. It just, it's just that I know that in Georgia, the living down, the cost of living down there is way less than it was up here and still is today. So they shouldn't have wanted for anything. And I, if I'm barely scraping to, to pay my rent or my mortgage up here, because I have to pay so much child support, the last thing I would need is to look like a bum to my children to say that I can't afford that because I'm giving your money, your mom all my money already. You know, so if you really don't have it because you're paying most of it to the to the custodial parent, you know, I just don't feel that it's fair for them to put the child up to say, hey, call your daddy. He might give it to you. He will give it to you because he loves you. But that could, that's in line with what I'm saying. So now you have a big child support nut without the means to make it. So now you have to sacrifice. And, again, the child should come first, but at the end of the day, it should be based upon your income, based upon what you can prove that you bring home, not what the court say, well, this is what you're going to pay. This is the going rate for this child, and that's what you're going to pay. You see what I'm saying? I think we need to spend more time with, you know, on that process of saying, okay, well, now I'm paying – or. You know, let's get it reduced at that point. 
Now I'm making less money. I lost my job or whatever the case may be. Let's get it reduced. Let's reevaluate the situation with representation, though. Because you, can't, you well, can't go with the woman and say, okay, why are you not buying this kid an Xbox and I'm giving you X number of dollars? You can't all of a sudden wake up and be like, well, now I'm going to be a smart guy because she's not really spending the money the way she is when you didn't do the homework in the first place. If that makes any well, sense. Well, even, if if the, if, even if the homework is done, once that judge hit the gavel and say this is what you're going to pay, even with representation, you still can't dictate what's going to happen after that. You still don't have any jurisdiction over that money once it leaves your check. Um, but I just don't believe that we should have to continue to pay certain things just because that dirty parent, you know, I would call it the dirty parent uh, to be nice, that dirty parent is trying to play your children against you, so to speak, to make you look like uh, someone else that you're really not. And then it kind of kind of forces you to ask, why are my kids dressed like this when I give you 1500 a month? Why are my kids don't have what they need when I'm giving you 1500 a month? Why are my kids don't have what they want for Christmas and you got them asking me to send all their Christmas gifts when I'm giving you $1,500 a month. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're not going to find any court in the land that's going to gonna make her, you know, give you receipts and dictate what kind of clothes to buy the kids. It's just, I've just never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, but the question is, should it be that way? I think you're going down a real slippery slope. Yeah. You know, when you start going down to the court dictating what kind of clothes and how often you should buy them this and, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, what kind of Xbox game you should buy them. And I mean, really, I, I, you know, I, I think that, that you going down a slope that, you know, that's going to end in craziness. You'll be in court every other week. Well, where's the receipts for this? Where's the receipts for that? You said you did this. Well, we stopped by Wendy's. You didn't bring a receipt. So that doesn't count. Yeah, so, 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 I mean, again, back to the origin of it. I mean, we need to start talking about the origin of this child support business. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times it's not the married couple that we're talking about because they have what's called a separation agreement, which dictates and outlines the child support and, 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 and you know, who's going to pay what. Hopefully that, that's being done, but we're talking about, the okay, you're not my wife, and we just had a baby together, and now I got to pay this child support. You know what I'm saying? And I just believe that if if you're going to be well, here, well, hold on. Well, let me ask this question. Okay, um, are we thinking about child support while we're having unprotected sex? Bingo. <laughs> Let's just take it there. Let's think about the origin of this child child support thing. Are we thinking about that when we on a booty call at 2 o'clock in the morning and we couldn't stop by 7-Eleven to get some condoms? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it should so, be. You see what I'm saying? Uh, mm. After effects of not being responsible, now you're talking about, okay, you know, uh, my wife, I, just, I mean, my baby's mama got her hair done, her nails done, driving a new car. You know what I'm saying? And my kids are wearing uh, Converse sneakers, you know, or clothes from Walmart. And she don't shop at Walmart, but she buy baby clothes from Walmart. 
So we start to dictate what's going on. That's not the problem. The problem started mm-hmm. way before then, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is how you selected these women. I mean, exactly. really the problem is in, in, in the selection of the woman. Sure, sure. And, Andrew, mm-hmm. she's going to be scorned. She's going to be mad. She's going to be on get back. Y'all done broke up. You done gave her a baby. Y'all done broke up. Okay, so and now you got another woman? And don't have another woman. You know, that's, that's where it really baby. hits. That's sure. where it really hits. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, and, you know, as soon as they lose that control and, and they find out you got somebody else, then the real, the real side comes out. Real side come out. You're going to be crying, man, because at that point, and don't let them be the custodial parent. It's on. <laughs> it's on. It's no, you know, you remember that commercial, don't let them see you sweat? You know, once they realize, realize how to hurt you and it's hurting you, oh, man, then they really enjoy it. They really enjoy it. Yeah. You guys are absolutely right because, you know, while – while the custody was in her, uh, the children was in her custody, um, I allowed them to, well, it wasn't me allowing them anything, but during the battle process, during the separation time, uh, she was allowed to take them across state without me reporting kidnapping because I didn't, I didn't agree with them going across the state line. I, she told me she was going down there for the summer, and I, I said, okay, so I got them enrolled in school. When they coming back? She said, oh, we're not coming back. I said, you can't just take my children and just roll out like that. What's going on with that? So when I tried to report kidnapping, they laughed. They didn't laugh, but they did laugh at me because they didn't do anything about it. He said, a woman can't, uh, in essence, they were telling me, a woman cannot kidnap her children. I said, so they can take children out of the state without their father, I mean, without their father's permission. But if their father, go ahead, I'm sorry. The problem that you had was your lawyer didn't have that written into the agreement. Thank you. Thank that's where you. the that's issue what I'm was. Ready to say. Your lawyer the dropped the ball because that's a situation that your lawyer can petition for and fight for, and the, and the, and if you have that kind of situation, your lawyer's not going to let that happen. But after the fact, if you don't have that written in, she can go anywhere with those kids. You go You playing catch up. But they, as I was, well, that wasn't my case. The case where I, I thought they were coming back, and we wasn't. We were just. We wasn't even. We, it hadn't been. It wasn't no separation papers in. It was just you going out of town. We were having. We was having problems, and we was talking about getting separated. But it was never okay. final or official. So when, when it go, when it summer, gets to a final official, and then you know, you, hey, you know. Basically, you can't move them 50 miles away from you. You can you can have this written into the you know your lawyer can have this. She can't just up and move across you know across the county, across the state, across the country, because it's written into your divorce decrees. Now, if you're still married, that's a different ballgame. But once you go through the divorce, your attorney needs you need to have an attorney that's sharp enough to protect you. Mm-hmm. Well, in certain states. Uh, I would say this one is be- being the worst, these Commonwealth states. Um, and I'll say being the worst when it comes down to divorce because they make you stay married for another year after you separate. So after you put in the separation papers, then you have to stay married for another 12 months. 
to go through the process of mediators, family counselors, uh, everything else that they have you go through, therapists and everything. You have to pay for all of that. Send the children to psychiatrists, um, everything. You have to pay for it all. And during that time, until it's all over, they, their duration is 12 months. Now, if you don't have the money to get a divorce then, then you just stay separated for another how many months until you get your money. And if you don't have your paperwork in and if you just want to stay separated, it does not actually start until you uh, move and dwell under different roofs. So you have to actually move out of the home. And this is this is some good information. I pray any no one gets a divorce, but this is just information if this happens to you. In this state. Yeah, exactly. I went, have, through, I went through that. Okay. But I mean you got I, you can't be in the same house, you know, and both of you, you know, you gotta you gotta be separate for a year. Yeah, we the same thing. Me and my first wife got divorced. We had to be separated for a year. That was in Maryland. Either both got to lie about it, one of the two. No, that was in Carolina for me. So Carolina is the same. You either got to be separated or both of you got to lie about it. Yeah. So, but I know, I don't know if, is that North Carolina or is that like. That was North Carolina for me. We got divorced in North Carolina. Okay. And we got divorced without lawyers. Uh, I drew up all the agreements and everything. Well, you know, you don't want to pull out the fangs and the claws when it comes down to the person you once loved. You you kind of want it, especially when there's kids involved, because you don't want the children to see you be a beast to their mom. And you don't want to get the, you know, the other end of the stick either because she's going to be trying to go after your pockets most of the time. So you try to keep a neutral corner, but lawyers will not let you do that. Right. Lawyers just want to get money, which is, you know, right. I explain that to And they will start because that means I more ex- hours that they work. I explained that to my first wife, and, uh, you know, luckily she was able to see that. And uh, so we was able to do it without lawyers. Yeah, my, my first divorce was the same way, but the second one, that was a whole different ball game. She was like, okay, I'm taking it all. So, so why do y'all think that the judges and the courts are more in favor of the woman being a primary custodian? Because they want you to get a hire a lawyer and pay a lawyer. I told you, it's designed for lawyers to make money. I don't think that's money. A, that's a, money. No, I was going to say, uh, this is Joe Nickbone. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in real quick because uh, I was listening to you guys talk about that process, and I went through it. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I'm going to tell you, for those listening, y'all have no idea how how uh, how intensive and combative the lawyers want to make the situation because the more tension they can ratchet up, the more money they make. And so I had to sit through a deposition that was like straight out of a few good men with her lawyer yelling at me, you know you're no good. You know you cheated on I'm looking at this guy like, What? You know, and so uh, 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 a deposition that I paid for, I paid for that uh, that uh, I was I was basically manhandled, and she sat there and said nothing. So I'm telling you, you know, they take you through the ringer. They want you to go off. They want you to act a fool. They want you to get mad, and you got to hold on to it. You got to hold on to it, or else you're gonna lose. 
You got to keep your head at all times. Good word, bro. And and you're absolutely right because uh, while I was on the stand, her lawyer really tried to uh, ask me questions that I was going to – they were outright questions. She wasn't accusing me, but she was asking me, do you right. beat your children? You know, right. um, to try to make me say something, and then, and as I try to explain it, she cut me off and said, "Just answer the question." And she knows. I think more more people, a lot of people, know how to get up under a man's skin, and especially in the courtroom, all you have to do is make the woman cry and make the man in a rage. Yes. And that begins to deter- the determination where the children are going to go because if that lawyer or that judge see that, then that's going to kind of – you never know what goes on in a person's mind. So it's best to stay cool on the stand. Yeah, and, uh, and I, uh, one thing you guys left out is the, the paperwork, the discovery, where you got to come up with bank statements for all the years you were married – Tax returns, uh, any investment you ever made, you got to show paperwork on all of that. And you got that had, right. Yeah, and I sent in a whole box, like a copy paper box, full of statements and stuff on my dime. I had to photocopy all of this stuff, and then I had to pay for her lawyers to go through it all. So it's no joke. <laughs> wow. And that's what. Yeah, I keep you know, telling y'all, it's all about money. It is not only that. I I even had to pay for my for my for my uh, wife's townhome that she was living in, and she left. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So why is it when we hear the term? I mean, why is it when we hear the the phrase child support, we only think about money? Because it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, what about the other forms of child support? Yeah, I mean, child support. There's all kinds of child support, and um, you know, tell that to the judge. <laughs> you know, I, I think the only thing that the legal system, the legal system, runs off money. So the only thing they really focus on is money. And if they get a situation where the lawyers are making the most money possible be hard to get them to counter that that scenario. You you understand? Husband, I raised them emotionally. He's hiring the possible. Hold on for a minute, Ike. Excuse me, Ike. Yeah. Hold on one second, Ike. Can uh, can everybody mute, mute your phones if you're not speaking because we get a lot of feedback. We've got a couple of callers on the line, and we kind of want to hear um, the the speakers talk. So um, if you're not speaking, if you can find your phone on mute, please find find the uh, mute button on your phone so we can hear their responses. Thanks. All right, go ahead, Ike. Yeah, but like I was saying, you know, if they find a scenario where the lawyers are making the max amount of money possible, and, I mean, they know about how much they can make because, remember, they have everybody's financial records. So they pretty much know what you can pay. And so if they know you're living, you know, off sardines and and whatever and bread and whatever, then they know they got a pretty sweet uh, situation. Now, as far as what Rodney's talking about, the other forms of child support, that comes into the people that really care about the kid. And I can tell you this right now. Once the divorce starts and once you start getting distracted by the lawyers, the last two people that care, which are the parents, are taking out the equation. So now all they care about is going at each other. Mm-hmm. So 
it's really slim pickings to find someone that really cares about the welfare of the children legitimately. I'm gonna tell you what, it got so funky during mine. I I just I had to stop speak. I told my wife, you got you got to talk to my attorney because I can't even speak to you. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You know what? Um, this is cute. This is when you talk about child support. Even though it's marriage show, child support goes across both spectrum for the singles and the married. And here's where child support gets this power. Child support, well, let me backtrack. Child support is supposed to be for the child, but it very rarely is because if child support was truly about the child, I don't think anybody would deny this point, then judges would make sure that there was legal precedent in most of these decisions that shows where this money is going to for the child. Let me say it again. If it was truly for the child, it would be a legal precedent on where money goes for the child. But and see, see we know that she's spending that money on her new dude. Right, right. But, but, but here's the thing, and this goes to my point. This is where child support gets its power from. Because when men are in comfortable positions, they have negative opinions of other men having never gone through that situation. There's guys that will get on TV, radio, YouTube, blog talk, and damn and down dudes, deadbeat dads, the whole nine, until they become one of them dudes and wonder why the system is stacked up the way it is. Females stick together. But dudes are always trying to bury another dude for the sake of a female until he's in that situation himself. Then he wants everything to be fair. Well, sometimes that's not the case. I want to ask my man, Malcolm, if I'm putting you on the spot, you know, um, just let me know. But I want you to tell, tell us, if you can, you know, a little bit what you've been through. And I'm going to say we've been through because I, I was uh, – driving you up to Pennsylvania during this time. But I want you to just give a little bit of, of the drama that, that the courts try to send you through, even though you was going above and beyond your child support. Uh, okay, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, okay, well, um, for me, uh, in my child support situation, uh, from the beginning, I personally didn't think that we needed the courts involved in the first place. Um, originally, I was paying child support um, voluntarily, and it was a good amount of money in child support voluntarily. Um, when I decided that I needed to get the courts involved was when I felt like she was taking advantage of it, and I felt like I needed to get some documentation. And, um, and uh, so... At that time, it, well, actually what happened is my child was in, uh, lives in Pennsylvania. I live in the D.C. area. And I went up there to visit my child on a scheduled, you know, visit. You know, it was a scheduled situation, and I was going to get my child, and the mom didn't want me to, so she wasn't available when I was there. And then that's when things started getting kind of, well, I had to get a lawyer, and I, I felt like it was really kind of spiraling out of control. But anyway, um, the court's. And uh, the, the child support situation in Pennsylvania, they based everything on my income and her income. 
and uh, ended up having to pay, you know, large amount of money. And then uh, when things changed for me, when my, my job situation changed, they still wanted me to continue to pay that crazy amount of money that I was paying. And, um, and they were going to throw me in jail and everything. And it was way more money than my daughter needed. And it was it, it was nothing I could do. I mean, it, it went off my income. So it was it was really, I hear some people talking about, you know, if you got your paperwork in order and, and stuff like that. I mean, they just strictly went off my income and her income. There was no argument that could be made. And... So I, I mean I don't what do you want what do you want me to say? Like, no, I was it, it I was I was very impressed because you helped this woman go through nursing school. Right, right, right. You know, right, right, you, right. you on top of the child support, on top of the, the large amount of child support he was paying because he was paying based on his three jobs that he had. He was paying it off of that. And as he was paying it off of that, then he went above and beyond and said, here's some more couple thousand dollars so you can put yourself through nursing school so you can raise my daughter properly. And, 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 and the important thing is I didn't even like her really as a person, but she had my baby. And so, you know, that's, that was what was important to me. So I, I didn't want her, you know, she didn't have, she would have been probably just working anywhere. And I wanted to make sure she could support my child basically. So, just a question for the sake of the conversation. So, how does that? How does his story make my point not necessarily true? Which is your statement? No, I didn't say your point wasn't true, and I said it wasn't true in all cases. Now, oh no, no, you said you said not necessarily true. So, I was just wondering what. What what how that story? I mean, per well, per I can per give you I can give you my own story and uh, show it's not true in all cases. I mean, uh, I'm a, I'm a stepdad. So, um, the state came after my daughter's father and said he needed to elevate how much he was paying uh, in child support. This was not something that my wife had requested. This was just something. The state just automatically looked at his tax information and said, oh, he needs to increase his payment. So we had to uh, we had to work pretty hard to uh, get the state to, to cancel it, and it turns out that they didn't cancel it, even though we, we requested not to get that extra money. So what we just agreed to do was we just set up an account and just put it, you know, put it in her name, and, you know, the money just going to her, and then when she turns 18, she'll have access to that money because that's not extra money that, you know, my wife had requested or anything like that. And even though we tried to fight it and say it wasn't needed, my wife showed her financial documentation, uh, proof that the child is in a stable home, you know, it's not that this money is needed. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. So... You know, and and so wait, I, let me ask you a question. I did you you said that you put money, your wife put money aside. Oh, he was trying to put money aside for the child. No, this this is what that's what we all agreed on. Oh, we agreed okay. the extra money since they was taking it. We just set up another account for her, and it would just go to that account. So how is that not true in all cases? Well, that's because at first when my wife got notification, she was like, "Sure, yeah." He need to pay extra. And so I told my wife, I said, no, you don't need the money. 
uh, let me say it again because it, it, it seemed like somebody marginalized that, that point I made and spent it off to something else. Um, I was suggesting that because males don't stick together, which the person says is not necessarily true, because males don't stick together for their agenda, when they finally get into a situation, they realize it's not about being fair. So I don't know how that got into the other thing, but you know. But the on. reason why the reason why I got into that, classy, is because it was an, it was other males in these females' life in this female life. It was another male in my uh, in, in 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 my ex-wife's life, and I would tell him, I don't want any beef with you. I don't care nothing really about you. Uh, we did we also we had several conversations about. Hey, my kids' behavior in that in his household. My kids would come and tell me during the summers and when they spend it down there, what he would do to put him on punishment. And my first question was, did he hit you? Because me and the dude asked about that. Hey, did did, did you? He said, Hey, I won't touch a child, or none of that is going on because I got children and I don't want that dude to touch my children. And and I thought that he and I worked very carefully. Yet I thought that you know that we had a pretty good rapport we we spoke on the phone when it comes down to discipline when it came down to that uh he asked for permission to teach my hey Darren, Darren, hold on hold on Darren. so what you what do you mean by men working together give me an example of what you talk yeah, about because he, 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 me and me and me and my daughters my stepdaughter's father we work together on that so i'm trying to figure out what you mean yeah, by i'm working. not talking about that, that personal aspect i mean gentlemen a lot of these things would be better for our children if voting-wise, supporting bills, father-right bill just got knocked down in Utah, if guys would not be so interested in the thought process of, of not supporting other gentlemen when it comes to these type of laws. These laws exist, which is my suggestion. They have power because when men are in comfortable positions, they look at Rodney or whoever and say, he a dead be dad, he can do better. And we vote that way. And we create these systems that end up hurting us and the kids in the long run because we think there's a bunch of dead be dudes running the planet. I'm not talking about personal working together. Of course that. But I'm talking about we, we, we are subject to our own demise because when we're in these comfortable positions, we don't realize that these laws exist in such a traumatic way, and then we vote these judges in who are against us. We vote all these, and then we come to accept it. Well, I just got to do, and then your kid comes out screwed up. So if you do have a situation just like the other guy said where you can work together, that's fine. But that's really all the discretion of the woman you're working with, just like the other brother explained. He went above and beyond and still had issues because the laws are, are voted by men to help women too much. I love women, I don't think but... That- I don't think that they're voted in by men. I don't think that men care that much. I think really when it comes down to this kind of thing, men just want to kind of put their hands up and say, hey, I don't want any trouble. I don't think that they're in the courthouses trying to uh, navigate the law system because it's not going to be for them anyway, Uh, especially if you – I don't want to be stereotypical or racial, but if you are a a black person, and I'm only stating um, the gender piece, I mean the the racial piece is because – um, the the judge or my lawyer told me, hey, 
um, the, the court that you are going to to try to get your custody of your kids, it has never been a black man that obtained custody of his child or children. Uh, it was only one man in 1972 that obtained custody of his children, and he was a white guy, and he was trying to get custody from the ex's mother and father because he had passed away in a car accident, and he was trying to get custody of his children from her parents, and he won. But that was 1972. So she said, whatever God you pray to, you need to get on all three of your knees and start praying because we don't have a shot in hell to get these kids unless you really on your game. And and then she she also added that um, that if you want if I got to get custody if I if I get custody of my kids I got to know that I'm going against the judge and her lawyer because they went to church together. So the judge and my ex's lawyer they both went to the same church. And they were talking about it, I guess, after the sermon or between the breaks or whatever. They would go out to lunch, and they would talk about church. So she come back and told me what they were talking about. Right. And so, well, well, I, I will back up and say this, because uh, I'm part of two, two fathers' rights groups. You said you, you, you're not sure that they fight. We actually fight a lot. You can look up at the Utah bill for fathers' rights that was just shot down by one of the senators, uh, Senator Wilson of Utah, a man said, and I quote, we do not care about the rights of unwed fathers. So people are fighting for these causes, and there are people that we keep voting in who shut them down. So well, I, think, you know, I think you better than anybody could really understand that well, another reason why this thing won't change is because of the huge amounts of money that it makes the lawyers and, and the states and everybody else. Yeah, it's, it's actually the state, but... Like I said, the power, well, I'm not going to talk too much. I done did too much talking. But the power of it comes, comes from men who do nothing and men who just throw their hands up. you got to get your hands dirty, and if not change it for yourself, change it for the next generation coming up. Because when Republicans change it, these women are going to come back to your sons in droves begging for help because Republicans are going to kill it off. I don't think men have time for that, though, Classy, because – they they out here getting two and three jobs to pay off this child support. They ain't got time to be standing down with no picket signs and no court. No, no, I understand or, that. You, you're right. Just like I told y'all on, on the first show, I'm civilly suing the person who claimed I had a child and it turned out not to be mine. She She's going through two, two court cases right now. So it's like, you know, I hear you, but it's just that I, I feel like things are, are not going to change for our sons if we keep giving up because the kids are getting worse and worse and worse. And, and I thank you guys for having stable people to deal with out of former marriages, but the kids, man, they look around. They're not benefiting from this one-woman type of mentality. They're just not. But I'll be quiet because other people need to talk. Hey, can I, I want to say something real quick. Um, I, I agree with you absolutely because uh, when I was going through my situation and it was the, the, the thing that I was dealing with right in front of me and it was all challenging, all I could think about was the father's rights and, like, where, you know, where where the groups that are actually, like, there's nobody really fighting for the fathers. And um, I went through it, and it didn't feel fair. I was paying money. I couldn't claim any of my kids, uh, you know, on my taxes, even though I was paying out more than the mother was. But, and so I, I feel what you're saying. And at the same time, to this day, I have not done nothing about it. I don't know 
probably because I'm too busy or something like that. But the men don't really fight for fathers' rights, even the ones that get raped and, and drugged through the system. We we don't even fight for the rights. So I agree with that that part. That's that's all I want. So why do you think that is? Why do you, do you think that we're not fighting for that because we really just don't want to get involved to the fact that, you know, I'm trying to just keep my head above water. I really don't have that kind of time in my schedule to fight for things like that. Not, you know, now if a guy is going to law school and he's kind of familiar with the law, then I can see what he would try to say, well, this is unfair. Or he's going through it and say, hey, this is unfair. But you don't even know where to, where to start. You look around, you're like, well, like like Malcolm said, where are the father's protections? I mean, I don't even know where to start trying to protect us, and we're only going to get shot down because everybody looking at, at us as deadbeats. But, right. but why do we need protection again? Somebody tell me that. Why, why do, do you need protection? Need protection? Yeah. Because, you'll, because the, the counterpart can be a porno be a star porn with a drug star. habit, and they'll still have more rights in court than you. But how do we get to that point? Because, as I said before, men have this habit of chastising men until they get into the system. Let me give you an example. If you say something about a deadbeat woman, majority of the women in the room will say, no, I don't believe that. No mother would do that. Hmm. But if you say something about a guy that's paying constantly and you call him a deadbeat dad, and I'm not saying this from a position of emotion. This is just what it is. Even if those women saw the checks, they would still have this consumption that he's a deadbeat dad. But even worse than that, the guy in the room would not identify with that brother, or, or most guys. He would agree, yeah, man, he must be doing something wrong. And that's how we get to this situation. Now, I respect Pakistanis, Jewish, Chinese. They don't go through the system. At all. Why not? They don't do it because they have a cultural dynamic that doesn't do it. Okay, so, so, so we're talking about the system that was created because of what? Deadbeat dads. No, no, no. We're talking about the system that was created by men. Let's, let's keep that clear. Men, women were, were not allowed in court when all this happened. We're talking about the system that was created by men because by during that men. time. You got it. You got to right. put. We're not going to get into. We're not going to get into the race man. card. Let's not get into the race card. Let's just play by men. He said it right the first time. Yeah, by men. By men. So, so these people put put this into place for those people coming out of the uh, the depression who had issue with getting what they needed to get. Same thing when welfare was created, food stamps, all that other stuff. The so let's fast forward it though. But, but let's fast forward it to right now today. Okay. Right. Show me a deadbeat so, father. Show you one. You you heard me. You're talking to a, a a man that raised three girls. Mm-hmm. I have one in my house living right. with me right now that turned 18. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time we got a dime from her father. Okay, and what did the father say about it? I'm not trying to what be personal. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, he's ducking and dodging the court system by working jobs where where he gets paid under the table. So you never had a conversation. Well, I mean, he's supposed to. I mean, he is. He's supposed to pay child support. I got you. I got you. And I'm not knocking that. What I, what you just did was prove my point. 
there was a there was a guy one time doing the same identical thing, brother. I was dating his 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 ex. Same identical thing. He had all this issue. Every night his with his son, as a good dude, I said to his to his son, No, I'm not your daddy, I'm your friend. I made sure a picture of his dad was next to his bed. I, I made sure he prayed for his dad. So when the dad mm-hmm. started bucking up, doing the exact same thing you talking about he doing, I had a conversation. He was calling me all type of bitches and everything. I was quiet about it. I waited for him to finish. I said, you finished? I checked this out. Every night I sit up here and spend time talking to your son, asking him to pray for you or whatever. Come over here and see your son, dude. Let that stuff go. Get in your son's life. Very next weekend he was there. Him and the mom had a good relationship because a man talked to him one-on-one. Now, I'm not saying that's your situation. I'm just saying the dude was going through shit. He had, he, it, hey, it was we, we, we don't curse. I hear you. I hear you. Now, you're talking about apples and oranges. So you have somebody so I'm, I'm that's just, going I'm through just, stuff, and I'm talking yeah, I'm about somebody just, that's got a, a basketball team all over the place that ain't oh. trying to – you know, you know you understand what I'm saying? That, that does this for a sport. Hmm. So sport. Well, you, if, 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 that's that, if that's that deadbeat dad, then that's that deadbeat dad. But here, here's the only thing I, I always say, and, and, and you, you said show you one. I mean, I said show you one, and you did. Yeah. I'm just saying it's very disingenuous for the cats who are not in those boats. I got you. Like my I man going above and beyond. Yeah. He's considered a deadbeat dad according to other men who are not going through it. So, so you know, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's, I got it's you. Crazy. I got you. And listen, listen. I understand that that point of it, and I haven't been on that side of the child support issue because I've always taken care of mine. And even when I went through a divorce, I had my uh, child support um, ironed out through my attorney. So we knew right. exactly what was supposed to happen and when it was supposed to happen. I kept up my end of the bargain, and then I, I didn't have any flack. But here's a question that I want to ask. And and now we have. We have people that don't pay child support, and then they finally have to pay uh, back child support at some point when they get caught, correct? And True. the back child support doesn't stop. They could be 40 years old, and they're still paying jack- back child support. It's, it's from what I've heard, if, you, if you're in the rears. But if another man is supporting your child, should I get mine back? Should you get yours back? Should I be entitled to get mine back? If it's me and and your kid is living in my house and I'm paying to put whatever it is that I'm doing, uh, 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 utilities, mortgage, whatever it is that I'm doing to make sure that that, that this child is, is taken care of and you're not paying anything, should I be entitled to some back? Actually, here's the thing, though. If your pay, if your uh, account is active, somebody's getting a check. So that thing in the rears, that's a system issue. So right. let's assume that you adopted and now that person's in the rear. Okay. Should you be let me fast something? forward it. No, l- l- let me re let me change that around. I just use the rears as an example. So if right. Darren, if Darren has a stepson in his house, mm-hmm. right? And the step, and yeah, stepson, and and the father of that son is not paying any child support whatsoever. 
mm-hmm. and Darren is seeing through that this that this son is getting taken care of by hook or crook from his money or whatever his income or however he can make it happen. He's taking care of his son so that he won't be he won't need anything. Right. At some point, should Sharon should should Darren be reimbursed by that father that didn't do anything towards his own kid? I'm quite sure, but see, it's the same thing happened with me, and you know, I'm using my personal. I spent money on homeboys, but it's when I spoke to this cat that we got on that understanding, and he kicked in what he kicked in. Now I can sit up here and support his son, and then just out of arrogance demand that he kick me what I feel he should kick me without holding no conversations to him. And just for clarity's sake, I pay for a child that's not even DNA mine. Because the mm-hmm. law got the system screwed up like that. I've said that before on this show already. So it's like I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, shouldn't I get mine back? You know what the you state should. tells me? You no, you got to civilly sue that person on your own. We don't do that for you. Well, you guys enforced it. Mm-hmm. Due diligence in contacting me. You just, now, now imagine you just sank my whole bank account one year. Mm. Without notification, parents have been living in the same place, but you sent the letter to a place that I used to stay? Come on, man. What, what are y'all doing? That's right. So and I, they come so in. I hear, so, so I hear what you're saying about reimbursement, but that goes all three ways. I mean, you know, the system is just jacked, and it needs to be fixed by men who care. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that day. I don't see that day coming um, for the simple fact that. Um, that is so many. I'm, I'm going to say deadbeat dads. Um, I was just in court about two weeks ago, and this is why this uh, topic is very relevant. Uh, and this is why I came up, actually. Uh, I was in court a couple of weeks ago, and because my my children's mother wanted to revise her child support, that she wasn't already paying. So I was number like 12 or something out of the 24 people that was to be seen in the court. Is somebody eating some candy or something? Because it's coming through your mic. It's coming through your phone. Can you mute the phone, please? There we go. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So um, so what happened when I was sitting uh, waiting my turn to go up to, to, for them to call my name, um, all the men before me went um, and they were getting giving the child support to the women. But... What floored me was this guy, he came from off the street. I think he had, yeah, he was from Verizon, and he came from with his Verizon hat and his clothes and his his his, uh, his notebook, electronic notebook, and he said, hey, excuse me. Uh, he was talking to the sheriff that was in front of the courtroom, and he was like, excuse me, um, I was supposed to come to court yesterday, and I was supposed to have this amount uh, for yesterday, but I couldn't make it to court, and I don't have a court time right now, but I'm just giving you the, the child support and uh, that I was supposed to pay yesterday, and I'm giving you another check on top of the check for next month so I won't have to be bothered by her. He said, okay, let me go get you a receipt. And the guy, he came back, the uh, sheriff came back, and he said, sir, can you stand up? You have the right to remain silent, anything. He read him his Miranda rights, and he's like, but, you know, I, I, I paid you what I was supposed to pay you. And I was working. I couldn't get off of work to come to court. And he was trying to explain himself. But he was locked up. Uh, and it was four other guys, oh, I'm sorry, three other guys after him locked up uh, for not having the amount of child support that they were ordered to bring in to not go to jail and be carried away in handcuffs. 
Now, when it was my turn to go up there, me being the parent that's supposed to be receiving the child support, mind you, my ex is 14000 in arrears plus, and she come to reduce the child support. These men are locked up for missing one or two months being behind. I, this woman is several years behind in child support, and she re, they reduced her child support based off of her new income of not having a job or getting Social Security or whatever have you. But now right. she only have to pay $82 to my daughter and $18 towards the arrears of the $14,000 that she owes. And I say, wait yeah. a minute, if and it, it, I was on if I was on the other end, I would be over here with these four guys that y'all are about to carry out. But then since it's a woman, and he said, it has nothing to do with that, sir. I said, why doesn't it have anything to do with it? These, and I, you know, I started to be a lawyer right then. People was, you know, that's right. You know, <laughs> I don't know why they put microphones in front of the the uh, the, the, the litigators and myself. But uh, it's a microphone on the table. You can hear it throughout the courtroom. But I was upset because I'm like, you guys are not even saying nothing to this woman. But you're locking these guys up for being one or two months behind. So why is that? When it comes to, and it seems, maybe uh, it was just me. Maybe I was in my emotion. But You're it right. seems to me that the courts have more leniency on women that's paying child support because it seems like they're just going through a hard time when they're not paying child support. But the guys are deadbeats when they're not paying child support and they deserve to be locked up. Who wins right. when the father is locked up? Well, I'll even show you a very good example on YouTube you guys can check out. Father is paying, paying, mind you. The, the, but he's not able to make the full whatever amount that I have, three Gs or whatever. I don't even know what the amount was, but he's paying, okay? Yeah. So he's not truly in the rears. He just wasn't able to make that. So here's a female judge sitting up. This lady sits up here and gets this dude arrested, has him held in jail to the point where he lost a job. And in the midst of him losing the job, some way, somehow, he got a felony on his record. And the female judge is chastising the woman, how dare you do this to this man? Now he can't, now you made him lose a job, and he got a felony. No, she bust out and said, I was told he wasn't going to get a felony. Somebody told you a lie. Now he got a felon, and the man is sitting there crying. Like, <laughs> yep, you're right. You're right. He got a felony for not paying child support. A yes. felony, no, he, yes, in his state. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so for not he, paying he, child support, it's it's a felony in his is state. Yes, it is. Wow. In his state. So now he done lost a good job. The uh, female judge is telling this woman because he yeah. didn't make the full payment. You done sat up here, did that, and you gave this man a felony. Now you have deprived him, your children, and yourself of anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reduce it down to the lowest pop. The boy is just sitting over there. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Never, never missed the payment. So when I say yeah. that, respectfully, the laws need to change by men. Men need to get on these fathers groups, fathers.gov, fathersrights.gov. They need to join so, these groups so, irregardless of what you're going through. Let, let me ask one question, though. Um, yes, what, I am could, black. what could that gentleman have done differently to control his own fate? Just a question. 
what I learned at 20 years old, you have to hire a private detective to get information on this custodial parent. That's the so only you think, thing. So you think all the information that he could have gotten could have, could have avoided that situation? Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, Private I told me this years ago, and I, I didn't understand it because I was young. He said, dude, this is an issue of you have to prove that this person is is not in a position to hold custody. It's all about who, who holds custody. So, you know, and I'm talking about my son, the one that's really my child. Uh, it's all about who, who holds custody. You know, I walked in court as a 21-year-old kid working for Kenworth Trucking. I said, look, give her the money she wants. I'll keep him during the summer. She can have him during the school year, and I'll pay for the plane trips. If it's all about the kid, that's a great scenario for the kid. I understand. I understand. Well, let me ask somebody else. What could that gentleman from the YouTube video have done differently to control his own fate? Anybody? Hey, Tony. Real quick, um, and this has to do with, I'm not getting off topic, I'm, I'm kind of on topic. I, uh, probably 15 minutes ago, I heard you say um, that you didn't go through it because something to the effect of you took care of yours or something like that. And that's no, the no, 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 you no, didn't. no, no, no. The reason why I didn't go through it is because when I got, when I got divorced, I had an attorney draw up the separation agreement that outlined all of the child support particulars. That's why I didn't go through it. So my attorney took care of it, and my ex-wife showed it to her attorney. Everybody agreed, and that's and that's the way it went. Had I not okay, done yeah. that way, yes, I'd have been raked over the coals, no doubt. Right, so that's what you have to understand. You just perhaps had somebody that was willing to cooperate with you, which is what most of us believe we may have, or at least most sure. men hope that they have. And sure. so they don't really take those type of precautions that this other gentleman is talking about, like getting private detectives, like really, I'm talking full-out war, chess, to the fullest extent. We don't go at it like that where we have to just really just throw out all dignity and everything and just go for, you know, try to find dirt and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's what we expect. And then when we don't get it, we don't really, I guess we don't own. It's too late. So the reason you didn't go through any of this stuff because, Darren went through it, and and I went through it, and all of us love our children, and I, you know, we just didn't have anybody that was willing to cooperate. So if you don't, so what this guy could have done, like my man is saying, I guess he could have he could have went full out war with it and and tried to put dirt on her and try to take custody of his kids. Probably the only thing he could have did to sure, avoid it. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the the answer to and what I'm saying is we know, and, and good words, by the way, and you make a great point, a lot of times we don't take it there. But we got to know that it's going to that point. you got to know that when you're in a situation where you leave someone or you break up and there's a child involved, it can get nasty. So you have to be on top of your job. My ex got, an, got a lawyer, and she was – I'm not going to say out for blood, but she had a lawyer. And you all know, once the lawyers get in the game, they want to, they want to get whatever they can get out of you because now it's blood. You know what I'm saying? Because then, and, don't, and again, don't get another woman because now it's, 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 it's get-back time. So what mm-hmm. I had to do was I had to get someone 
that could fight that power, that would say, okay, now I got your back. You see what I'm saying? So when mine, and mine just happened to be a little bit better than hers, you know. So, um, and what I'm saying is that gentleman from the YouTube video, when he was paying his short money, opposed to paying the full money, he kept paying the short money, opposed to going to the courts and saying, okay, this is what I can pay, and this is what I'm paying. Is this okay? And I'm pretty sure you can do that instead of just giving her the money and saying, okay, hopefully she don't, she don't rat me out, because that's what happened. She eventually tried to rat him out for not paying all the money, which was her right. And he was in the wrong, not to blame him, but you've got to cover your bases and say, okay, I don't have all of it. It's just like paying a, uh, uh, your, your mortgage. If you're short on your mortgage, you don't send them. If, if your mortgage is 2000 you don't send them 1500 every month. You've got to call up and make an arrangement and say, okay, well, this is what I got. Can I modify it? What can I do? This is the best that I can do. Opposed to you, you wait for them because guess what? They'll put 30 days late every month on your credit. They may not say anything to you. That number will keep going up, and they'll put 30 days late on your credit every single month while you're paying that late payment. True. You know what, though? Something to keep in mind, too, is right now the current culture for a lot of women is this idea of vindication. And so – you know, whether it be through TV, media, whatever, you know, they are using the court system for vindication. They see on TV, you know, oh, yeah, that you, they are told uh, passively that you deserve something for going through this stuff and that you, you know, and, and the, uh, the, the way it's, it's constructed is that they're going through it alone. I remember my ex sitting in court saying, you know, I don't want alimony because I went through 10 years of marriage. I said, yeah, but I went through 10 years of marriage too. What makes your 10 years more valuable than mine? And so, uh. you, know, you know, the current climate is, you know, hitting a man in his wallet for vindication and not for resolution or support. And if you listen on you know, any social media, whenever there's a, 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 a celebrity that's going through a divorce, you can read post after post. Get him in the wallet, girl. Get that money. Get that. So, you know, there's, a, there's a, I guess, self-perpetuating sense of entitlement that because you're a mother or because you're a wife, you're somehow owed something that the man mm-hmm. is. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, and, 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 look, and, and that's what I'm talking about. We know what we're going into. We know about the vindication, so we have to protect ourselves. Now, I, I know it may cost more up front. But it's going mm-hmm. to cost more in the long run. Let me throw a monkey. Let, let me throw a monkey wrench out there because I know Rubio's people are, are working on this for 2018. So let's assume that years later, Republicans put out a bill for everybody to vote on. To vote on, and I'm just wondering the people on this panel how you're going to vote on that. The bill is going to, as it sits right now, the bill is going to look like if if the father because there's two bills, and I'll just tell you the first one. If the father wants to take on the child and sign a federal and or state document, however they finalize it, stating that he's not going to seek any assistance, that he's going to take care of this kid XYZ, like it was in the 1700s, because that's how it was before they changed it, how many men are going to support that bill for other men, and how many men are going to say, eh, we got to get a women's rights? I'm not trying to I put you on blast. I'm just trying to understand how the vote will go. 
I think that the vote will go. I think that it will be so many bitter men that was like, well, wait, wait. Now we want custody of our children, but you won't offer us support when, for the last so many umpteen hundreds of years, it's been women. If the women have the children, then it's a mandate that the men support them. Why can't they help their own children too? Why are the rules different when the men have the children? Then I think that would be the argument. But ultimately, you know, I've been taking care of, just in my personal situation, I've been taking care of my children and had custody of them for several years since the divorce and haven't got any support from their mother. Um, but when the shoe was on the other foot, uh, I, it was a kind of bitterness there when they were willing to throw me in jail. But when the same situation happened, they're willing to compromise and work out something with her. So that bill, I, I don't know if the men would take their children. or I mean, most men, I believe they would because for the simple fact that they want to make sure, especially their daughters, are being properly raised or, and their sons. But, you know, if that happened, then it would be a question of why would you make that statement when it was, so, it was another way for so long? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I I see that. Does everybody agree or they disagree? They think it should the women should be included? How do people feel? I feel like this. You know, the the conservative agenda is is uh, uh, I guess that how do I put this? The, the conservative agenda really came to power by making single black mothers the face of poverty and that is no longer working for them. So they have to change that messaging. They have to change that, uh, that, um, that impetus to get other white people to join their cause. And so <clears throat> it's a win-win for them if they, if, they, uh, if they give men rights because what it does is it reduces the, uh, uh, the, the social welfare programs, which they've always been about, and also, too, you know, you once you give men rights, then it's like, okay, well, you were complaining. Now you have it. What are you going to do? So it puts the onus on men to do what they need to do, I think. But it's a win-win for them all the way around. Do you think it's a win-win for the father? Yes. Well, for, well no, for, for, for a conservative agenda, yes. But for fathers, they, they, they passively went out of it. So, so you think the father will passively go for it? That's your... I don't know, you know, and that's the whole point. I guess it depends on who's presenting it. You know, somebody like Rubio, maybe, maybe, but he identifies so far with the right that they they may not listen to what he's saying because of who he identifies with. I understand. The only reason I put it out there is because hopefully it goes through because it's always these men, like I mentioned, the Utah Mr. Wilson, uh, state rep- uh, state representative for Utah. It's always, it's always these men going against men's rights, but at the same time complaining about men, and I'm not understanding. And in our communities, the kids are getting worse. These are not the kids like we grew up. You know, no. the kids are getting worse. So it's like no evidently, evidently the system ain't working for the kid. You know what I mean? And if, if, if the Atlanta housewife is flossing, getting her some nice drapes and whatever, and the kid don't have his hair cut and look like he got uh, gray hair, gray hair for a kid, 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, now now that goes to the stand the, the the other bill that they probably won't make it, but that bill suggested is um, talking about well they will use something to for the person that's the custodial parent they're going to try to have some measures that must be met. So why do you see why do you but, keep saying, Classy, that men are against men? I don't I I just uh, that phrase loses me. I don't understand why you say men would be against men when it comes down to certain laws. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm misinterpreting. Well, what you're well, well, just look up, just look up, uh, uh, just look up, uh, Representative Utah Wilson. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying. Okay, just give me a synopsis I'm when pro- you say I'm men are against men. No, yeah, I'm, I'm proving my point. I'm giving you the synopsis now. For another man to say about other men, we do not care. I'm not passing this bill because we do not care about unwed fathers. How much more of a synopsis do you need? This is a man saying this. Would a woman would a woman come to the forefront as a state representative for wherever you live and say we do not care about unwed mothers? We're not going to help them out with nothing. Well, nine times out of ten, I won't be at that meeting because I'll be working. But what I'm saying no, is, it's not a, so, yeah, but, yeah, it's but, not an so issue whether you're The reason why I'm saying you, you, you're saying that one man is speaking for the entire state of Utah, saying that, hey, we are against this bill, and everybody is on board with that, or is I mean that's that what you mean by when you say man against man? No, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, ladies understand about supporting other ladies' agenda. Ladies understand, even when they're not in politics, ladies understand about helping other women get jobs. Ladies understand about uh, getting young girls in their groups. Guys have this thing of, well, I'm going to let them fend for it until that guy becomes that guy. And then he's like, where the hell, how the hell? I mean, so that's that's what I mean by that. Guys have to start getting, and I think the Pakistani and the Asian men are going to help America along because their rules are totally different. They don't abide by the whole bend over for a woman rules the way America does. So I think at some point in time, probably after we did, they'll get it changed because they, you know, the, the Indians, the people from India, they don't play that. They don't do that whole uh, it, it just don't happen, and so I see, okay. you know. So anyway, okay. so you think men? So you think men are more of a kind of a crabs in a bucket mentality, whereas women uh, have more stick together, stick you know stick together and, and focus and let's get our rights and let's get this and that. Yeah, it's it's, it's just like uh, I saw an episode of a show that I'm making a video on manhood lessons about. It shows a, 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 a guy, it was a Moesha show, it showed a, a bunch of guys developed a youth group. Then a lady came in and said, who was Moesha, well, we want to be part of the youth leadership group too. And, and all the guys said, well, this is for men. And somebody said, and then uh, the, the lady said, well, you know, we, we want to lead too. And one person made a very good point. We don't come to women's groups and say, you've got to take us, and y'all don't. So it's, it's this unfortunate thing that we have because we're talking about kids. We're talking about the development of kids. And just like you gentlemen have all explained, if it's, if it's for the kids, why are we going through all this? 
And then when the kid grows up jacked up, who's the first person they playing? Blame fellas. Not the custodial parent. You. The kid, the kid can be uh, 13 and pregnant. Who do they blame? The outside guy who has no nothing but his check gets garnished. The child can be a porn star. Who do they blame? And it's sad because you don't have the power because guys don't stick together on this stuff. And then when some, when, when the kids grow up screwed up, in jail, thugging for no reason, then it's like, okay, how, how did the – but if, if just like the brother said, if the woman's on the outside, nobody comes and say, well, the mother wasn't in her life. They barely say good job, Dad, for handling it all. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say this because it's funny. There's, I'm out here in Atlanta. There was a guy on the radio show. He was a security guard. He had three kids he was raising by himself. And people was calling in the show berating this dude for being a security guard. I had to call the show and say, thank you, brother, for holding up your ear. Your, your kids will be happy for that. Mm-hmm. And you think, why, why would you be evil and berate this guy for not having a, He's handling it himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you some. So one time, some some men. It's been last two weeks ago. Uh, a guy was was on the show, and he expressed that um, that he felt that men are more capable of raising their children better than the mother, when in fact that there are more women that are raising their children without the father. So uh, why do you think that there are no or there are not more guys fighting for their children and stepping to that full time father position? Since you brought that full-time father uh, raising three kids uh, in the scenario. Why do you think that more guys are not doing that if the guy stated last week that, hey, more more guys are more capable of raising their children than the women are? Actually, I think that, I think that was Stanley, and to answer your question directly, just like the other brother said, they they either don't know or they get they have to luck up on a lawyer like uh, you did or they have to no, no, fight no. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. When you say luck up on me, you, you know I paid for a lawyer. So no, 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 up no, is, no, what I mean by lucking up is you can have a lawyer, and your lawyer is not necessarily astute enough yeah. to, to suggest that, that, that conversation or draw up that paperwork in that way. And still it requires the other people to agree to it. Yeah, so well, I see, and, 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 and also, to echo on what you're saying, not only the lawyer being astute enough, but we also have to be astute enough to direct our lawyer as to exactly what we need and demand That's on it too. and stand That's on true. it. That's but, true. But, but you know what? Let me answer your question by asking you this. Do you think a lot of those mothers would be able to do it if they did not have government daddy? No, mm. I don't think. Personally, I don't think that they were able to do it with, without any support. Um, okay. Yeah, well, nothing, 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 nothing. I pay my lawyer $150 an hour. And so at $150 an hour, I don't expect to direct anybody. You know, at $150 an hour, I expect you to do the best job you can do. 
So, I mean, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's the politics of economics here. When you're paying $150, $200, $250 an hour, you know, and, and someone's phoning it in, you know, come on. Right. I hear you, but hold on a second, hold on a second. But your fate is still at risk here. So even yeah. if you're paying 150 I mean, if you're on death row, you're paying $150 an hour. You're not going to say, hey, hey, hold on a second, Mr. Attorney Man. I need you to prove this point because this point right here is actually what's going to get me off. I understand the direction you're going in, but let's change directions real quick and talk about this point right here. You know what I'm saying? You at least got to coach him and say, and, and, and I'm not saying this because um, um, it's something that I heard. My main goal, my, one of my biggest fears was going to have court-ordered child support because right. I've seen it rip and shred brothers apart. I've seen brothers get taken to the cleaners, and I was like, when I was going through my divorce, I said, and I told my ex-wife, I am not going to go through that. I am not, and that was a fear turned into, well, let me get smart and let me get an attorney to keep that from happening. So that's when I got the attorney and I said, well, the first thing we're going to write in this separation agreement is how much of child support that I'm going to give her after we negotiate my joint custody. See, I want joint custody, so I'm not getting raked over the coals. I'm going to get the amount that I have to pay for being a joint parent. But one thing about the joint custody, one thing about the joint custody, Tony, it, it, it depends on the situation. See, you was just lucky enough to be close in proximity to where your ex-wife is staying so you can get your, your children half of the week and they still go to the same school. Uh, right. If you're in different states, however, that doesn't work. If you're in a different county, however, it doesn't work. So it, it will be negotiated primary custody only and then joint legal custody. It's, it's at your best you can get when you're in that Yeah, situation. but it's not luck. It's not luck. What but I mean, but you know what's luck. luck. Tony, here's why. Here's yeah. why we're saying this luck. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna concede to something, and and agree with you on this part. You had a lot of due diligence that a lot of brothers, including myself, should have had and and have in a situation. But I think what the gentleman is saying, when we or or what I'm saying, when it comes to luck, you still have to have the other party in a agreeable space and state. Because unless you already have evidence, which is that whole private investigator thing, unless you already have evidence that the children would not thrive with this other party, you have less leverage if the person is not agreeable. You can have, you can have a $200, $400 lawyer. You can be directing him right and left. But if this other person is not in an agreeable place, you're still running into the space of so many guys who are like, my daughter can grow up as a princess, and you giving them to this meth porno star. It has happened. And you know something okay. else, well, Tony? Well, it depends on how old, how old were your daughters when you was going through that with their mother? One was uh, 18, and the other one was uh, 15. Okay, so, so one in, was in old enough. Okay, yeah, one was old enough where child support wasn't an issue, and then I had the other one that that we had three years left of child support, and it was it was designed that way. That's the way okay, me and my so, lawyer worked it out. So, so if you were to get, if those girls were, 
let's say, 5 and 10, you would have a whole different issue on your hands. But would I have gone about it differently? No. I would have well, gone about it the same way. Have, you probably wouldn't have went about it differently, but the result would have ended probably differently. The result would have because the, the, the courts are looking at, okay, we have two children that are in they haven't they're in their, they're not even tweens yet and um and they they have a mother and a father and they stay close by each other the best you would get to go to the same school was you know probably joint custody but you would have to pay I, I'm not I'm not going to say what it would have been but I know my situation uh by the children being younger than almost out of the house but it she made left. a big difference yeah but your situation well, yeah, and I said that was done by design. And don't get it okay. twisted, okay? Let me, and let me give you all just a little bit more information here. Okay, when I got separated, going through a divorce, I bought a house with another woman. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, no, all parties weren't in agreeable. She wasn't, oh, I'm happy for you. There's none of that. Yeah, we're going right. to go to court and we're going to fight it out. I just happened to get, get one step, uh, I had one step on her because I already knew that she was going to, I just knew what was going to happen. Just like we all know, you know, when you get out of that situation, you know, all hell's breaking loose and you're going, they're going to try to rake you over the coals on GP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But your, your, your uh, ex-wife, Darren, took your kids out of the state. Right? Yeah, but that had no bearing, that had no bearing on whether or not, I got custody or she got custody. They didn't even see that as a problem. Okay. That wasn't even brought up. That wasn't even brought up in court. Even though my lawyer knew all of that, when my lawyer told a judge, the judge even said, well, they were their mother, so why would you try to do this and do that? And I'm like, well, if I would have did it, well, that's irrelevant because that didn't happen. And it was kind of like when I got in the door, from the time I got in the door, I was shut down because I was looked at by like I assume, I'm going to say, I was looked at like the other previous gentlemen that tried to go in there and raise their hand and claim that they want custody of their children. That's how, the way I perceived it because of the way I was spoken to. And the only thing that shut the judge down is, um, I believe, is when I stood up on the stand when they was trying to discredit me. I said, now, if you can show, I can understand in the books that you can show me when the man cheats on his wife, he deserves to be paying all his money to child support and thrown in the jail and under it. But you show me somewhere else in those court books or those law books where it says the woman cheats on the man and the same thing happens to the man. If you can't show me that, then this is injustice or injustice that we're doing here because she cheated on me and wanted to leave the relationship. So uh, I think that's what maybe won my case. Uh, I'm not sure, but it, it didn't have any bearing whether she took them out of the state or not. Now, mind you, every time that I enroll my ch- my children into a, a karate class or into a school or anywhere, I had to present that uh, paperwork saying, custody paperwork saying and showing that I was the custodial parent. She didn't, however, have to present any of it. All she had to do was say, hey, I'm their mother, their name is and put him in school or put him in his class. Everywhere I went, I had to have my custody papers with me, and I didn't think that was fair either. I don't know what that's about, but um, my daughter was born in Bahrain, 
when I was in the military, and I didn't. And her mother kept her birth certificate for reasons of, for reasons that she can get food stamps down there when they're with her in the summertime. I needed those that birth certificate to enroll her in school, and she didn't want to give it to me. Did you know the school called me and say if I don't have her birth certificate in 60 days, they were going to be taking her from me and putting her in child, in foster care? Hmm. That's a double standard right there. So do they do double that for standard. all women? You know, like any woman that walks into the school and say, I'm their mama, let me raise her from school. I mean, do you think they do that to all women? You know, and, and then they give the men a hard time, like, where are your license? Do you need your birth certificate? I need you yes, to draw sir. some blood. I think yes, everybody sir. gets I the same treatment. I think it, no. I could be wrong, but, I mean, you know, we we had to do that when we went as a married couple to to enroll our kids in these things. We have to provide these documents. So I don't know if it's just something that you think it was happening to you, but you know, as married, I mean, we've had to. I mean, we've moved with our kids, and we've had to provide those documents, um, doctor records, all that kind of stuff. You gotta, I mean, you have to provide that. I think it was well, different it state. I mean, it depends on the state. Because when you know, it's like I, I'm stating this, I'm stating this from a point. Cause when I took, when I went to go get my grandson, I checked him out of school early last week to um, go to therapy. The lady said, "Who are you?" Um, and I said my name, and I showed him. I had to show him my driver's license, and then she said, "You're not on the parent pickup list." I said, "What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you have, you have documentation?" You know, I had to show her. I had to ask my wife, call my wife, and, and tell my wife to fax over documentation or court papers to say I have custody of or we have custody of him with my name on it. And, it, and I was, you know, ever late for his uh, therapy appointment. But I had to prove all of this. And then as I was in, as I was in there, parents was coming in, signing their kids out, other women were coming. And then maybe they were. Man, they were, man you uh, sound like you got a complex, dude. Let me just say this to you. Let me just say this to you, okay? If I had my grandson in school and one of my homeboys, if I call one of my homeboys up and say, hey, go pick my grandson up, I'm stuck in traffic, and they let him pick him up without showing no credentials or calling me, I got a problem with that. And you should too. I do. Yeah. But what can I, I do? That, I mean, they, you, know, you need to update your pickup. You need to update the pickup list. <laughs> that's, that's, on you. that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. He. I have done that. I had to call the other principal from the other side of the school to verify me who I was to that lady. So I. Then you my got paper, to. The paperwork had been there all the whole time, but I was like, "Why are you harassing me?" And she's like, "Well, it's for the safety of the students." Picking up is one thing. Enrolling is something totally different. So he picking up both of them, classy. He on both of them. <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with both of them. Wow, that's crazy. But you know what? Here's the thing. We, that's why we having this show. That's why we having this show. Because I ain't getting child support from his mom and dad either. <laughs> here's the thing. Bottom line is that, um, and I had that thing happen with the state too, where I had a lot of stability, great job. She didn't have none. She was living in a half spot. I mean, all that. On paper, according to the way the law was written, he should have went with me. But she kidnapped him, shot him to Michigan. And I remember my lawyer saying this. If my client had did that, you'd have put him underneath the jail. 
why do you just give her a pat on the back, have them back by Thanksgiving? And she never brought them back, and they end up giving her custody. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that nonsense, you know what I'm saying, that, that comes into play. I mean, I'm not even tripping off of it now. The thing I, I, that's weirded out for me is claiming that a child is mine and it's not mine. And You know what I'm saying? It's, it's this whole game that's being allowed to be played. I remember I said on this show, Tennessee has the highest rate uh, percentage of false father claims uh, in uh, the, the, the entire USA. Uh, I'm glad that California now doesn't give out anything as of 2005, and a lot of states are following California, unless DNA is done. So from the stand of a non-married person, you know what I'm saying, these people are playing games, man. And it's like it, it messes up these kids. you got more, more prostitutes than ever. There's no shame no more. I, I did a show where I was talking about a, a, a female porn star, she gets on a reality show, and instead of taking that reality show fame and try to spin it off into something legal, she jumps in the porno and within three months gets HIV. And then she tries to make the HIV seem like, ah, oh, it's okay, I got it. You're about to die. You're about to go through some traumatic stuff. You, you're not magic from the Lakers. This is not going to end well. But we're, we're making these kids think that this stuff is okay, and ladies are taking no accountability. Mm-hmm. Do you have children? No, she didn't. She didn't have children. But I, I, the only thing I'm suggesting is that children need a balance. Even if you got a dad that's a that's a di, you know what I'm saying? Dic. You 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 still need balance as a kid. And when you're not getting balance then you're going to find it from something or someone else out in the streets. And, you know, in some of y'all cases, I understand, you know, there's divorces and what have you, but at least there's the opportunity for balance. When it comes to just child support in general, man, you've got 13-year-olds taking other 13-year-olds to child support. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean to make it easier to make it easier fellas do you think that um, a woman or you know maybe a man you know to, to help Darren out should the person that is owed child support simply get half of the other person's check no matter what they make should they receive half as their as the child support payment. So, you know, again, no matter the gender, it's just, you know, to, to stop all this, this, these lawsuits and going to court and all of this stuff, the, the, let's, could we just say that the child gets half of your check? So whatever you make, whether you make a million dollars no. or $50,000, the child gets half. What y'all no. think about that? No. no. You're saying that definitely not. Definitely not. Not unless I mean, you you're gonna put some measure in not unless you're gonna put some measure in that shows where this money is going. It needs to be going to this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you know, you got a one year old, let's say you make two bills a year. You got a one year old the kid doesn't need a hundred thousand dollars a year. Correct. Not to mention you're gonna, you're gonna be probably paying about ninety thousand in taxes. 
mean, yeah, yeah, so, you know, it all depends on the, the – see, it, it should be a formula, and the formula should go like this. What is, what, what is an cumulative amount of money that it's going to take to raise this child? Food, clothes, what is it going to take? And they should have a formula for one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, going to school, all the way up to high school. That's what and they that have. should be the amount. They they do have a formula, but it's it's wrapped around the um, the the salary of the the person that's not the custodial parent. Right now in Maryland, I believe in uh, I think all all across the East Coast is twelve and a half percent per child. So um, if you have up to thirty two percent, so if you have four kids, you pay in thirty two percent of your paycheck to that custodial parent. If you have two two children. Then twelve and a half percent and twelve and a half percent. So you're paying twenty five percent of your paycheck to the custodial parent. That's the point. But you're wrap it around the child, right? Yeah, you're talking about a blanket financial formula. He's talking about a a measurement of what of what it takes to raise this particular child at this particular point in life. Exactly, exactly. So once you get to that point, you know, I mean, if it, I mean, again. If you have a child that is from a uh, um, a low income family versus a high income family, you see what I'm saying? It, it's going to take the same amount of money, I would think, or very similar to the same amount of money to raise this child. Now, if the person says, "Okay, well, if they make if the parents make forty thousand dollars among the two of them, versus the parents that make two hundred thousand dollars a month, the same one year old child needs the same stuff." Mm-hmm. That makes any sense, right? That's just need, you know, gold Similac versus someone that needs the Similac <laughs> at the blue bottle. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, that's just like Beyonce's uh, father. Okay, so he uh, fathered that uh, illegitimate child, or what have you. Now, allegedly, I don't know if these numbers are right. I just scanned through the uh, through the thing. Allegedly, she's been getting. 80,000 80, a year for that kid, okay? So that kid got like freaking four, uh, uh, half a mil or, or, or whatever, right? The, the lady was recently evicted, showed a picture of her getting evicted out of her house. How are you getting evicted out of your house, you and your kid, and you've been getting X amount of dollars, excessive of 50, 50K, a year for this kid, let alone anything else you do. You know how you get evicted? You doing nothing but get cash in this check. And you as a custodial parent need to get penalized for that. There's just no way how. Same thing with 50 cents. 50 cents giving this woman 50 grand a month. 50 grand a month. It's ridiculous. No, 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 no. He volunteered that. That was after he got his watermelon, his his, his vitamin water deal, because he didn't want no beef. So he's giving her fifty, right? Letting her stay in his house, his old house, because he bought Mike Tyson. He's staying in his old house with her new man and his kid, right? Let him do that for half a year. When he got that vitamin water deal, she want to go to the court and try to petition for more money. You know what the female judge said? Look, check this out. He's been giving you more money than you're supposed to be getting anyway, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to drop this down to a G and 200. Wow. 
because people are noticing, even when I went to California to talk about this non-DNA thing, the, the lady, part of the thing said, women come in here scam all the time. She said, but we can't help you guys. You fellas got to do it yourself. The only thing we can do is stop the payments once, once you've provided legal stuff that is not, and then you got to civilly sue the mother. I said, so y'all know people come in here and scam, and you still help them? Mm. Of course you know they're scamming. This is America. Yeah, but he said that the women, the women are scamming. But what, what did you say? You said that she told you, was like, yep, we can't help you guys. Yeah, yeah, you can't. That's, that's what she told me. I, I flew out there to Cali. For for I, it was ridiculous. I spent a week in Cali trying to handle that stuff because I tried to get my parents to go down there and take care of some stuff and get paperwork, send it to me, and I'll work it out. Boy, they dissed her, dissed mom, the whole night. So I go down there, man. What is really going on? Oh well, we thought. I said, look, check this out. I didn't get notified of none of this. I need to put this paperwork in and yada 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 yak yak yak. Come on now, y'all y'all making this stuff way difficult. Drove all the way out forty miles to another location. Hey, look, da 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 da. And that's when she told me she's like, hey, yeah, you know, this happens a lot. You ain't the first. We understand you kind of ticked, but I, I wasn't irate. You know, I was just like, this is frustrating because you guys are not doing due diligence. You sending mail to a place I used to stay back in two thousand. And because that person accepted the mail, you you considered me served, then you sack my whole bank account? Who does that? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like the due diligence part. It's like, uh, and, we're, and I'm sticking on the point of child support, it's not about the kid. You know what I'm saying? And we as males, we got to get with these programs. I told y'all I volunteer for Teen Dads of Atlanta. I tell these young dudes all the time, I don't care if you're cool with the mother, take you $100 and go retain a lawyer and say, hey, I don't need you for nothing. This is just 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 a case. Open me an account. Me and the, everything's cool. As long as that person accepts the money, make some type of payment. I don't care if it's $20. Keep that account open. The minute somebody buck up, just like my man, I think, Tony or Darren, whatever one of y'all said, it's a race to the lawyer, Darren. It's a race to the lawyer. It's a race to the lawyer. And, 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 again, that's what I've been saying all night. We can't cry, oh, I'm the victim, when you already know what's about to happen to you. Well, 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 you here's why. know what's about to happen to you. So just like you telling them, we got to tell other people. When you go yeah, to that, child support court, you got, when you go in front of a judge for any reason, you know what I'm saying, especially, especially when you got a, 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 uh, a mad woman on the other side of that bench, and that mad woman could be a judge, it could be a district attorney, or it could be the yep. woman you've been sleeping with all this time. You got to mm. protect yourself. But but here's the thing, and here's here's what I found: men are gullibly loyal when it comes to their kids. They gullibly think that, hey, this is about the kid. It shouldn't be a no-brainer. I'm willing to do what's right. He don't understand. He's in the middle of a game. Now, in a divorce, you kind of understand. But when it comes to other things other than divorce, you're thinking, hey, this is what's best for the kid. It, it's not. 
has nothing to do with the kid. Kid be damned. Kid can get sacrificed tomorrow. They'll still be trying to get that money from you. Well, see, well, see, well, see, it's not, it doesn't turn into what's best for the kid. Because, see, what happens is this. So now you're going to child support. You're like, I'm a good father. I'm going to take care of my kid. I'm going to tell the judge I'm going to take care of my kid. You get in there. It doesn't go your way, right? Then all of a sudden, you're, now you're trying to find ways to beat the system. It's inevitable. It happens. You say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to lose my job because I heard that if you don't have a job, all you got to pay is $50. And then I'm going to make money under the table. So who gets hurt? And now the mm-hmm. mother's pissed off because she can't get six, $700 a month out of you. So now she's playing with the custody, saying, yeah, well, you can't get them on Wednesday. What, what, what other date? What other day can you pick him up? Well, I can pick him up on Friday. Well, no, he's not going to be available Friday. So then you're working around trying to see your kid. And then it's, then you say, okay, well, now she's not even letting me see my kid, so I'm really not going to pay child support. So at the mm-hmm. end, after all that back and forth, back and forth, the kid doesn't get what the kid needs. And not only on top of that, she's bad-mouthing you, saying your father ain't nothing. He don't pay nothing, no bills in this house. He can't tell us what to do. He can't come over and get you because he's a deadbeat father, which may not be the case. And I agree. You know, when they got, when you got parents, or when you got people, I'm not going to say parents, I'm going to say people that know that they can use that as a, as a, as a pawn, use their children as a pawn to uh, get what they think, that they whatever they want. And I know that I didn't want to be in that situation because I was raised like that. You know, I met my father at 13, and my mother started making him pay child support. But she would send me over there intentionally in raggedy clothes so she can say, she, she would always say, he'll buy you some more because he's going to take you out, right? And I said, yeah, we're supposed to be going to a family reunion or whatever, wherever we were going. And he said, okay, just take these over there. And she would pack my clothes, and I wouldn't see what I had in my suitcase until I got there. Once mm. I got there, I was shocked at what she packed for me. <laughs> I was like, wow, wh- where's my this and where's my that? And then when he, when he said, all right, we're going to get ready to go to the family reunion or whatever, and I'm putting on, I'm trying to pick through all these raggedy clothes of which one is the best outfit, you know, <laughs> and he, and back then, you know, we had play clothes. You know, when we went outside, we we had outside clothes and inside clothes. She packed all outside clothes, and, I, and she did that on purpose. And, well, I believe she did it on purpose. I'm not going to say you know, for sure. But my, my, my father, he was like, you know, he had to rush to the store. We had to walk, rush to Kmart or Walmart and got me new shoes and new, And but he was furious. And I said, and then, you know, as he spoke, I said, I'm never going to do my kids like this if I'm ever in this situation. Well, I didn't do my kids like that when I was in the situation, but their mother did. And I said, why would you send them up here in the middle, in, in March? It's still cold up here. In March in Atlanta, you know, the sun's coming out, birds are singing, but up here you might get a snowfall. And she sent them up here with all summer clothes intentionally for me to purchase those clothes to bring them back down 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 the state. So, you know, I don't believe in tit for tat, you know, and ultimately if the children are going to get hurt, who don't nobody care. It, it seems that way. It seems like don't nobody care. And as a caring parent, you try to be a caring parent, but you can't. You know, you can't kill yourself or shoot yourself in the behind by trying to be so caring about them that, you know, 
you're go you're you're going broke, your lights are off, you you don't have cable, you know, you're sacrificing, you know, whether you're gonna pay the water bill or the cable bill because you're paying out all your child support and then your children are got not getting where they're supposed to be getting. That's why I stated earlier, should that should there be some kind of clause and y'all call it a slippery slope. But then if you if I'm paying thirty two and a half percent or twenty five percent of my paycheck to this lady when it only requires her to have seven hundred and thirty dollars for her, her mortgage on her townhouse and you have another eight hundred dollars to do whatever you want to do with it, why don't my kids have what they need? Well and on top of what they need, what why don't they have what they want? So 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 here and I get this. I get what you're saying. I really do. But so now you have this woman that you gave her a baby and decided not to be with her any longer, right? Well, just then you come out a baby daddy, and let's go with the baby, baby daddy. daddy. So you said, I'm, okay, yeah. I'm a baby daddy now, okay? And you gave this woman a baby, and you decided, well, now I'm going to go in a different direction, okay? And now you're complaining because she's mismanaging the child support. Okay. What's wrong with that? What was the plan? Okay, but listen to me. Hold on a second. What mm-hmm. was the plan in the beginning before you got this woman pregnant? One night stand. I mean, if no, this is not my case. We're talking hypothetical, right? Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetical. Okay. So okay. what was the well, plan? I, well, we don't have to go hypothetical because Malcolm is on the phone. You can ask him if you don't mind answering questions, Malcolm. I'm just saying, you ain't got to keep. I'm just saying, just, 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 let's just take it back to the basics, to the beginning. What was the plan initially? For me, I mean, I was, it was go ahead. Sex, sex. I wasn't trying to get married to her. Ain't love her like that. None of that. So you just wanted to hit it and quit. No, I wanted and to she, hit it. And keep, I wanted to hit it and keep hitting. It. Okay, I got you. I respect that. I respect that. That's good. That's good. That was good. I wasn't trying to have a baby with her, though. Okay, but so how did the baby part happen? In, in my situation, um, we were we were having we were we were sleeping together a lot, and she set me up. At the end of the day, I was just gullible. She told me that condoms really irritated her, and um, she had she had a son. And at this point, everything that I saw her, she seemed like a good mother. She seemed like a really serious type of person. She seemed like she didn't play around uh, when it came to her kids. I, I never heard her lie before. The first time I heard her lie, it shocked me because I didn't know she lied. And But she told me that condoms had irritated her and um, that she was going to get on birth control. And she had gotten on birth control. And actually, I was, I was, um, I was going out of town for about, a few like a few months, and she came to visit me while I was gone. And that whole time that, she, that I was gone, she was supposed to be supposed to be getting on a patch that pill. She was supposed to use it for a month before it took effect. And so I just trusted that she did that. And when she came and visited me, we we, we slept up and tested. And she got pregnant instantly. She was only down there, you know, three days or something. And she came back, called me two weeks later, and said she was pregnant. And she said okay, she accidentally. So- she accidentally used the password and she didn't read the instructions. That's what she thought. Hmm. So now we got a baby. So 
the setup didn't happen during the whole child support stage. The setup happened way before that. Right. In your situation. Just like just yeah. like I'll tell uh, – I'm going to get off your situation now, and I'm going to go to my daughter's. Okay, she's 23 years old. She's got a daughter that's three. She had a, she had it with a guy that never really held down a job, even to this day. Um, and we we went to child support. I went to child support court with her and him to try to get something on the books in reference to what he would pay. And the judge gave him all the leniency in the world. Well, you don't have a job, or what? He couldn't prove his income. No documentation, no pay stubs, nothing. The fact that he got to walk out of that courtroom was amazing to me because mm. she was like, okay, well, you know, we're going to revisit this again in six months, but, you know, you need to come back with some documentation and this is what you need to pay. It was like $50 a month for three mm. $50 a month. That's all they gave this guy. You know what I'm saying? And for me, talking to my daughter, I'm saying – the the issue is not the fifty dollars a month. The issue is not this child support whether he's going to pay or not. The issue was you laying down in the bed with this dude in the first place, <laughs> not paying attention to what we taught you, and not just placing judgment. But this is me talking to my own child. Not mm-hmm. all the things that we told you about about. Unprotected sex, about diseases, about AIDS, about unwanted pregnancies, all the stuff that we told you about, you just pissed it out the window, and now you're sitting in this position. But that So do I have remorse? Violence. And not you. I'm, and, and, again, this is me talking to my daughter. Do I have remorse? No. I can't. Because but I did my part. that still justify the system being so skewed. I got you. I got you. But the point that I'm making is, that's the afterthought. That's like we go to 7-Eleven and rob 7-Eleven, you know, as 14, 15-year-old kids. Now we're in the system. and now, but, but, but we want that same system to be fair to us. It's not going to be. Well, you, you want it to be fair to the kids. And I think a part of the, a part of the problem, in my opinion, is that a, a lot of times, at least the fathers that are not deadbeat fathers, the fathers that are kind of getting taken advantage of, they don't go all out in the war mode because, it, at least in my mind, I I would think to go there is not in the best is not the best for the kid to go after to go after her mom and, and pretty much have to take custody of her to, to stay out of the system. I don't think that was the best thing for my for my daughter. I think the best thing for my daughter was for her mom to primarily raise her. And, and you know what? Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that philosophy. But like I said, it, I get disturbed when men try to put that on other men. You know what I'm saying? You know what, brother, brother, I, I, I'm sorry. What's your name? Q. Q. If you didn't go through all of that, would you feel as passionate about it, or would you be like a regular man and not really not know nothing about it? Like you wouldn't have went to California and all these other things if it didn't happen to you personally. And that's, I think that's what a lot of men think. Well, think to be honest, I, and I will be real honest, even even at 14, seeing my niece go through it with my sister, I felt for her uh, her father, you know what I'm saying, which was my uh, brother-in-law. Uh, he did a lot of wrong, 
but at the same time, he never could get it together because the pressure was so much from what he was dealing with. And, you know, even before my son, you know what I'm saying, I, I was thinking that way. It, it just, it's really supposed to, I grew up in a two-parent home, mother and father. So it's it's really, it's not for me to do the, to have the one-parent philosophy. You know what I'm saying? Because I know the benefits I got from, even though my father's an idiot, I still got benefit from having them. There's a balance. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if you're depriving somebody for legal maneuvers and or money, regardless of what gender you are, that doesn't benefit the kid. And if it does in some cases or it does not, hallelujah, but when it doesn't benefit the kid, somebody got to be held accountable. We can't just blame the kid. Hey, Classy, you said that you benefited from your father even though he was an idiot. Can you explain that? What I mean by that is my father was able to provide in certain situations elements of of what a dude should be thinking. And even when he showed me wrong, it showed me elements of what a dude was thinking. I think sometimes looking at it, this is just me, fellas, when it's too much of one-sided energy, you don't get a chance to to understand the other side of the of what you're supposed to be getting, and you be, begin to conduct yourself in a one-sided nature. Either you're too masculine or you're too feminine. I think it's mm. less less of a problem with women because women are naturally multitaskers and they flip-flop. Dudes are very impressionable. And an Asian dude told me that when I was in Japan years ago, I was practicing Bushido. And uh, he he wasn't one of the masters. He was just telling me something. He was like, uh, boys are very impressionable, so we hold on to our male kids because they're like sponges. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, when I got back to America, it made me think, hey, there's a, there, there possibly is a reason why a Jewish dude who has a bar mitzvah has a different type of experience and an Asian dude and a Chinese rather than an urban cat who ain't got none of that. So he has to find it from the pimp. He has to find it from the dope dealer. He has to, Tupac had a great line. He grew up with a single mom, loved a single mom. But it was the pimps and players, according to him, that spit it to him on the streets that made him know what a man was, even though that was not a great example. That's all he had. You know, I wrote an essay on that called The Challenge. And uh, um, the reason I wrote it is because I was thinking back in my childhood, and and I tend to write things uh, as a man who grew up in a two-parent home for brothers who did not. And so, so, you know, I I posted it to my website. And um, the challenge was, I remember very clearly the day that I challenged my father for dominance in the home. And let me tell you, he hit me so hard, I ain't breathe right since. I crumpled like a crackhead dollar bill, you know. And, <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, you know, is because my father wasn't a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination, but his flaws were real, and that made him real to me. So... You know, when, when Classy's talking about, you know, his father wasn't the greatest, but there was still something to learn, I think boys can see through fake stuff very clearly. They can see when somebody, especially, especially black boys, can see when somebody's BSing them. But everyone can teach you a lesson, no matter who they are. 
So I just wanted to throw that in. Hey, and uh, please uh, send send me a link to that at uh, Clean Classy at Yahoo, uh, Q-L-E-A-N-Q-L-A-S-S-Y. I'd like to share that with my peoples. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that class. My, uh, company, my company name, and I'm sorry, uh, Shell, to throw this out. I'm just going to be real quick. My company name is Q-L-E-A-N-Q-L-A-S-S-Y. That's my okay. event company. Okay. So just throw that at me. Yeah. No problem. I'm doing it right now. Appreciate it. Good words. That's what we do. We promote each other on the Mad Men Don't Talk talk show. Beautiful and like show. I tell y'all, this is one of my favorite shows. Let me tell you how much I love this show. I know I know I run my mouth a lot, but I this, this show has so much balance to it, man. I'm not hyping y'all. I don't get nothing out of it. Yeah, you but, are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> here's, funny here's the funny thing. I love this show, and then my second show I love is Lance's show. Now, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to probably network with, with Lance and do some stuff with him uh, to build up his network. But uh, I think I'm going to take manhood lessons over there. But uh, are these other people that I'm connected with, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually helping do a show right now while I'm speaking to y'all. It's all this cursing. It's all this. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Belligerence. And it's like, come on, y'all. Are y'all serious? You know what I'm saying? And then you get these other people, like uh, the guy I'm not going to mention, he he gets on YouTube and he makes all these detrimental anti-women things, and, and and I look at his life and it's like, dude, you're going from house to house, hookup to hookup. You don't have a job. You got issues. No wonder you mad. But this this spot is pretty honest. It's a dude, bunch of dudes, right or wrong, good or bad. They're like, hey, this is my experience. This I. And then you get to thinking, you know, hey, I talked about that one issue that time. You know, if I was married, I probably had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I get edified through this one. Well, awesome, man. We're glad you're here, Barry. Uh, we enjoy your insight, and we definitely can use some of your wisdom um, and spread out through all the fellas, man, because um, because the show is about, you know, just learning and heightening the senses of a man so we can not be in the situations as we're talking about tonight, this is one of our shows that I like to um, just be very informative because a lot of people don't know um, this downward spiral that they could be taking because the woman that you're sleeping with every day can turn into one that you fell in love with can turn into a total monster uh, when it comes down to separating or uh, splitting up and, and, and what she's going to take and what I'm going to take. You know, um, and you, you you never do think while you're in a relationship that that would ever be an issue because right now we're making love and right now I'm opening the door for her and closing it behind her. And right now we're making love all the time. And right now we going to the parks and we're doing all these things. So never in a million years you would think this woman is going to be my worst enemy one day and I might have to pay her for my children. You never, ever think that way. True. At least if you if you truly love her, some people say, "Hey, man, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a trust her only eighty five percent, and and you know that other fifteen percent, I'm gonna already have me a nut in the shell over here." But we don't live like that. We don't live to the like like we we yes we're sleeping with our enemy. We don't live like that. Well, they're not supposed. So, they do. So, so so so. I, 
I got one question that I'm asked two different people, and I'm probably going to get two different answers. But now, now that we've identified the issue, we have to identify a solution. Okay, now, uh, and Rodney, I'm going to pick on you. Sure. So there's a kid in your neighborhood, your old neighborhood. Let's say you go back to your old neighborhood where you grew up. There's a kid, he's 14 years old, he's making his money on the street. He's determined he's going to make his money on the street. And no matter what he, and this is illegal money on the street, no matter what you tell him, he's not going to stop making this money on the street. This is exactly the life that he wants to live. What advice would you give him? I would still tell him to not live that life. Now, whether he takes my advice or not is irrelevant. Well, not living that life is not an option. So knowing that, what advice would you give him? Just like I said, I would tell him that your life is, you could be so much more productive in a positive and legal way, and he can take that device and it can go in one ear and out the other, but that's what I would tell him. Textbook answer. And I appreciate that because that's how you roll. Don't change it. That's how you roll. (laughs) Now, Classy. Classy, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Ask the question one more time. (laughs) I'm going to ask you the same question. Young kid, 14, 15, in your hood, you see him on the, bo- on the block making his money illegally. He's telling you there's nothing you can tell me that, 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 that's going to stop me from making my money this way. What advice would you give him? Very quickly, uh, without being too, the first thing is just the shocking, hey, I used to do that and better. And the only thing that turned it was any type of dirt you do, you're trying to do legal. So if you hear nothing else I say, your dirt got to one day be legal. If you wait and get busted too many times, then you become just like the wino on the street. I said that's a many gotcha. a cat. You know, I, I don't gotcha. point it I got gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. I got you. So, 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 so you touched on it a little bit. You said the word busted. So we know it's inevitable he's going to get busted. Well, yeah. Well, you know, the the average cat who's doing dirt knows there's, that there's a bust element. The cat that's comfortable, he don't see it. And that's kind of like gotcha. what you were saying about the whole child support thing. You get comfortable about it, yeah, you get hit. Gotcha, gotcha. So the answer that I was looking for is if, if, they, if they're going to live that life, they're not going to change their style because they feel as though that's the life for them, I would say, for me, if I can't switch you up, I'm going to tell you, stack your money, just like Classy said to the people before, stack your money, pay a retainer for a lawyer, because you're going to need it. (laughs) Well, the only thing, I mean, if the objective objective is, is to talk to him like everybody else has talked to them, then that's not going to work because... In each one of those guys' mind, the worst thing that you're talking about, it can't happen to them because they've been doing it like, like you guys said earlier. It's, they're too comfortable doing it. Everybody know them, and nobody's trying to bust them because he got cops in his pocket. So, you know, coming from that aspect of once upon a time doing the things that I was doing, the only thing that a person have ever did or said to me that made me change my ways was took me with them and showed me another one without saying a word to me. Just well, well, me with... 
So by, well, by just know. taking me by just taking me and showing me a different way, a positive way to make money in a and in another light, you know, another looking at life as the the best. That's of not I, I'm what I said. Well, listen, listen, listen. But that's not what uh-huh. I said. I said changing the way that they're doing business is not an option. It's not an option. Oh, right. You're oh, telling them it, stop it hustling. That's not an option. That's, they're not hearing that. What advice would you give them knowing that that's not an option? What advice would you give them? Well, uh, he I said it earlier. He said put $100 aside, get a lawyer, <coughs> pay a retainer, and keep it moving because you're going to need it. That's the same advice I would give someone that's out there doing the one-night stand, having ch- I mean, just living their life. And I'm not going to say reckless because it may not be reckless. It could be, it could be you know, a relationship. But at some point, this whole child support issue may come into effect, and you've got to be prepared for it. Hey, Tony, the, the only issue is, is that the way you win is to get custody of the kid. Right. A lot of a lot of men don't want that. They they don't mind paying, or probably wouldn't mind paying child support as long as it was fair. As long as well, there was a threat that they would go to jail if for whatever reason they lost their job, where if the mother lost her job, she's not going to jail. You know, that, well, it, I, it, it, it was fair, that's all. I, I kind of did. Yeah. I, 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 I want to suggest this on, on the last sentence that was said. And not that I yeah. disagree with it, I just I just suggest this with that. A lot of guys don't know how easier it is to raise the kid yourself. <laughs> there was a person wait, 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 wait. classy. I don't agree, but go ahead, Doc. I'll tell you right. why. There was a there well, it, it all depends on how many you have and what your support system is. But with that said, there was a guy came to me one time uh after uh, one of my little volunteer sessions. He was talking about child support. I mean, uh, uh, child care. And I said, well, here's what I did. A, I went to a bunch of different churches, and I wanted to see who wanted to make money within those churches, whether those people had uh, uh, people who would vouch for them, that they were good people, they would do X, got some IDs, got some background information, limited as far as, you know, where you stay, what you do, how to, how the place look, yada, yada, yada. And I paid 200 a month like that. And I mm. put a lot of dues on, and they didn't think it was that easy, 300 a month. They, some cats got 400 a month. And you, you're taking a resource that's very rarely used, which is the church. Some old grandma wants to sit and make some money while you're at work and it comes out to your benefit as opposed to paying a six and $700 bill. So cats have fear of raising a kid, but a lot of dudes, once you put them on to how to do it, a lot of dudes really they really gravitate to it. I see little young dudes now out here with, with their pants sagging, raising their kids. I mean, they don't know to, to pull their pants up, but they know how to make sure the kid is calm and get over to the school so he can get a McDonald's at work. Well, this yeah, is let me, uh, go ahead. Let me let, let me drop let me drop a monkey wrench. I want to tie something that um, Malcolm said to what Q just said. Um, you know, Malcolm talked about you know getting custody of the kid, and you know earlier he was talking about honesty, 
So let's be honest. And also Q said about how the women be scamming, but the ladies, the, the workers, the employees said, but we can't help you guys, you know, when it comes to the men, when it, in, in, in relation to child support. So tying all that together, the question I want to ask, what, what, what is the topic this evening? What is the topic tonight? Child support. Child support. How does God support you as his child? Or does he not even have custody of you? Mm. Let me, I mean, I know where you're going with that, and that's a Go great ahead. question. That is a great question. Um, and and there is a te- def- definite textbook answer to that, Rodney. But I'll go one step further, and then we're going to definitely – touch on that but I see where you're going with it because certain things you and I think a lot alike on Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 the fact that somebody would have a child and would not want joint custody of their child I got an issue with that and I'm pretty sure you do too Mm -hmm. exactly if someone who says okay well I'm gonna go to court just because I don't want to go to jail and because you, uh, for, for, for any other reason than saying, I want to be joint in taking care of this seed that's mine, that's established, I got a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that you're going with the fact that why would we do that to one of our own children when God hasn't done that to us? Mm. Yeah, can, I, can I speak on that? The, 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 the thing is, is that you don't have your child is not going to be abandoned. Like say, I'm just thinking of in my situation. You have two parents, both love the kid, both will do anything for the kid. For me, in order for me to actually say get custody of my child over the mother, I would have to get some. I would have to find a way to tear her apart to the point where mm-hmm. she probably would you know, barely get custody. And now I have custody of the child. I don't did everything in my power to make her look as wrong as rain because that's the only way that I'm going to get her. And I just don't understand how that's in the best interest of my child. And the only reason that I'm doing that is to stay out of the child support system as the secondary parent. It's just well, no. well, let's take the financial out of it for a second. Let me quote you some famous fathers who have won cases and treated the other party, party with dignity. You look at an usher, treated the other person with dignity, has nothing to do with the system and the money. You look at Kevin Featherline, treated the other person with dignity and actually talked them out of a suicidal uh, 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 scare at one point in time when Brittany had cut her hair. You look at uh, the 50 cent scenario who ended up getting custody of his kid. You look at all these scenarios of where the guy was not necessarily vindictive about the situation and even the brother on on the panel right now. Uh, Sometimes it's not about the money. I think we just generally want to assume because we saw 100,000 dudes do that, that millions of cats do it. But how do you get custody over from the mother if she doesn't want to give it to you? Like I said, three first ways. of all, 
first of all, and I'm only speaking from experience, it's not about custody. You've got to get the custody part out of it. You have to say, okay, I want to split this child down the middle. I want to split, well, not literally, I want to split this child down the middle. I want to be able, because there are certain days, I, I don't know how many days there is in a year, but there's it's a number months. of days that you can have. Six months? No, it's days. Six months and one day. I don't think it's six it's, months. It's six months. It's six months six and a months couple and of one days. Day? You gotta, yeah, you got to have it more than the other parent. Okay, well, there's certain days that you can have the kids during the week and during the weekend that would that make up joint custody. Well, you said right. these are the times that I want this child. And then that dollar amount that you pay is based on half of the time that the child is with you, mm-hmm. right? We so, we so slick on trying to get around not keeping the child, we get whacked by paying the whole thing and don't even understand the law. You go in there I, I, and say, okay, but hold on a second. You go in there and say, well, this is what I want to do. I want to raise my child, and I'm going to have my child this number of days, and this is the child support. They have to prove you to be unfit to deny that for you. I know that that's available to you, but personally, I don't know if it's such a good idea to have my kid over my house three and a half days out of the week and over there three and a half days out of the week. I would rather personally my child, say, be over there every day of the week, and I get her just because, to me, that seems like a more stable situation. Than no, you got to pay, pay for that. Well, I, I don't you mind paying for that. For it. I don't have a problem paying for it. What I have an issue with, is if things get a little tight or, say, for an example, in your situation, uh, Tony, if you, I know that you had um, worked it out with your, with your ex-wife, but say that, for an example, that following next year and your child was only not 15 but, say, 10 or something, and you, your, your income doubled, you think, that that, you think your ex-wife wouldn't have went back and tried to start getting petty with it? No, if she, she, she knew that she you bought another house? And, huh? She couldn't because the way it was written, that she signed it. It was written. Yeah, you got to, you got to remember. Out. She signed it. She, she, she agreed, and, she she agreed, agreed to the situation up front, so she can't go yeah. back. Well, what, yeah, what and, if her circumstances, circumstances changed in such a way that the living situation with the children, uh, just she just, couldn't have, she just couldn't afford it. Like, say she lost her job and the finances weren't the same anymore. And your income doubled. You don't think that they would have adjusted what you agreed to? Maybe, but I got one better for you. I got one better for you. And let me tell you a real life story. When my 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 child who was fifteen, um, she was the grade that she was in after we got divorced. She went to live with her mother, and I had her for the days that I was supposed to have her to solidify joint custody. She went to school immediately after the divorce and just did nothing. So she failed her next year, got left back. Um, I went to her mother and I was like, look, I don't know whether you're trying to live your life, you're starting over, or whatever the case may be, but we're not together, but we still have a job to do. We have to raise this child. So I want custody of my daughter, full custody. Now, the fact that I had already had a lawyer, which she knew, and I discussed this with my lawyer, 
and I said the living conditions with her mother are now proven not to be in the best interest of my child. So then she said, okay, no problem. You can have her. So I took custody of my daughter, and I enrolled her, enrolled her in school in the county where I live. She eventually graduated. And I went um, back and said, and, 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 then, and then she asked me, she said, well, how much child support do you want? I said, I don't want to die. It's not about the money. It's about raising this child and getting her where she's, because it's not her fault that we got divorced. And I know that divorce is a problem. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me, let me point this out that me and the other gentleman are trying to relay. You do acknowledge that in most of those situations, the person agreed. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I just yes, wanted to I make probably, that clear. I probably, you. But I probably would have, I probably would have um, had a better shot in court because I, no, now no, I got no, That is a possibility. I think what, what me and the other gentlemen are saying from a standpoint of non-agreeable, Individual. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's I'm not, not naive to that. Trust me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's like night and day. <laughs> it's like night and day. I just happened to have an attorney at the time that was down for whatever. And if I'd have said, "Look, I want my child," she'd have been like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go to court. We're gonna fight for it." Just okay, and that's, that's what. And that's, that's the same thing I'm saying uh, about the private investigator, and that's what homeboy's saying. You had a lawyer who was willing to go all out. And and like I said, it's all about the talent of the lawyer. E- even if you're paying the lawyer 500 an hour, if the lawyer ain't got talent and or heart to do what they need to do, you know what I'm saying? You're just paying a a, a paralegal. A, a, Man, a, okay. Paralegal. You know so what I'm saying? So what the private investigator was telling me, hey, before you even get to the lawyer point, let's get some of this information on deck. Yeah, that's right. Well, the point I'm trying to make with the woman that's in co- uncooperative is if you both have good lawyers, but her stance is I'm stable, keep my children here, you're going to have a fight on your hands. I mean, even to the point where y'all have to, uh, I can't come to your house and pick up my kids. We have to meet at the sheriff's department because you're going to say something sideways and I might say something sideways, and now the children are in the midst of it, and that causes. I mean, Classy said earlier that it was easier. It's easier to raise kids than people think, and I beg to differ by raising them for the last eleven and twelve years. I beg to differ because uh, the the thing that made it horrible to raise them, on top of the fact that they had school problems, like Tony mentioned. I had their mother still in their life, which I couldn't. I'm not trying to take them from their mother, but the poison that she seeps through the phone to do terrible things to your new relationship, it breaks, it makes it that much more harder. And on top of the fact, you know, you get, you're getting ran and drugged through the court system. Every time she thinks that you're doing something, you're going to court. Every time you say something to her on the phone, you're going to court. Every time you turn around, some sheriff's knocking at your door saying, hey, you need to show up to court because uh, she believed that you didn't spend the money here or she believed that uh, you're hitting some funds and she wants to come back. And during the, during the time that you guys were married, 
she found out that you had some hidden money somewhere. I was like, what? So I'm getting drugged through the court system, taking days off of work, and, and I still have to let the children talk to her and listen to her talk to them uh, in, a, in demeaning my current wife and then happen to interrupt their conversation and to tell her, look, you can't, tell, you can't talk to them like that about this home because this is their home that they dwell in. And these are the rules in this house. And then their attitude is, well, my mom said I could do it, and my mom don't respect this house and your rules. And she said, you can't touch me. And if you do, then she's going to take you to court, and all I have to do is tell her. See, and, and so it's more than it, – it's, it's an easy way of doing it. And it could be easy as Tony's were or easier like Tony's. I'm not saying your, yours was all peaches and cream, but it could be that easy. Or it could be as raw as y'all trying to take each other down and kill each other. And, you know, most of the time it's more so on that spectrum of the scale than it is on the one that you had. Well, well, again, it comes with the territory. Parenting is not easy. Divorce is not easy. It's never easy, not even in my situation. I just happen to be, I got advised well before I went into it. I was somebody mm-hmm. sat me down and said, Okay, this is what you need to do. And I think that that's hopefully that that's what, what people will get out of this call. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had a child that was a product of a divorce that uh and during the weekends, whether she's supposed to be with her mother or she's supposed to be with me, she wasn't with either one of us. And we're thinking that she's with the other parent and she wasn't. So she's out running the streets doing her thing. She got pregnant at 17 years old. She's in high school with a, with a big, fat stomach. You understand right. what I'm saying? So these are things that I had to deal with with that divorce. So it wasn't easy by – I mean, the, the aftermath of it wasn't easy at all, but I had to mm-hmm. And now she has a child that with a father that is not helping out, so then I'm going to have to step in and, 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 and do that part too. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. You see what I'm saying? So it's not right. easy. We all have a different drama that we have to deal with with raising these kids. But at the end of the day, if it was a kid that had cancer, you would do the same even more to keep that child alive. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have to look mm-hmm. at it. We can't look at it like, oh, man, this is so stressful. I'm dealing with this baby mama drama, dealing with the child support. No, it comes with mm-hmm. territory. We got to step up and say, okay, this is what we got to do. We can't evade it and say, well, let me not get the child, you know, uh, um, um, half of the time. No, go, get up, get that child half the time, get the job done. That's right. And, and, That's right. and I do agree with you, and I do believe it's supposed to be like that. Again, my, my thing is I just sincerely hope when these laws or bills attempt to be passed again, yet again, I know it's going to have to go through California for it to actually happen, but, you know, fathers – Males, they need to get up on it because it's not about the whole deadbeat dad is dead if if you're working. If you're working, E-Verify is going to find you. You're going to, have, you're going to get that garnishment. It's just going to happen. Right. So this whole ducking and dodging, trying to work a janitor job off the books, whatever the case may be, that only lasts for so long. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, but at the same flip side, it is my hope that they put some accountability measures for these custodial parents, whether they male or female, because too many mm-hmm. people play games with these kids. These kids mm-hmm. are not 
benefiting from these games. Just like you got guys just described about calling your house, got sheriffs calling. There, people are able to do that because there's loopholes in the game, and yeah. there's judges who are like, "Hold on, hold on. Wasn't you making this allegation two months ago? If I see you in front of my court one more time." You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You judges mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the they got judges playing the game. Well, I need that 15 percent that Social Security is going to take off your check, so I can get that two percent set to mine for being a judge of this case. Oh yeah, they get percentages for it. Mm-hmm. Know that. Good word. Good word. So, <laughs> yeah, we just got to be. Well, I mean, we just. Uh, I don't I mean. You know, I can't beat it into the ground. It's just that, you know, at the end of the day, we have a baby, we have a child, and I know the system is is is, is flawed. You know what I'm saying? But for a parent to walk into the court, a man to walk into the court and say, you know, I want to take care of my child. Not only do I want to take care of my child, but I want to see my child. I want to be in my child's life, and I want to spend this amount of money. I want to spend the legal amount of time that I can spend with this child. The court is not going to look at you in the same way they look at the guy that's trying to evade the time and trying to get money taken off his child support. I just believe that. And even though that that may be true, that mean that that doesn't mean that the outcome is going to be what you want it to be. Um, sure. And and that's that's the hard part about it because there are men out there that want to be in their children's life, especially their son's life and their daughter's life, because they want to be an example of what they're supposed to. Um, supposed to be after or seeking when it's time for that. But unfortunately, though, you got all this other gray area in between in between that can drive them either left or the right. And even though you're trying to be the stand-up, stick-up guy, Classy named a whole bunch of famous people that have money is- that don't have money issues like the average Joe. So you know, and not saying that there there are no average Joes out there that will. You know that will be cool with the with the baby mama. Try to be cool with them, but it's not always going to pan out that way. Because the divorce uh, is of, it's not of God. Uh, on the end note, if anybody don't have anything else, it's not uh, of God, and it's not what He planned it to be. But since and since it's like that, that's not part of Him. So everything that goes with a divorce is downhill from there. It could be down here, so you got to keep them in front, sure. and you got to keep them ahead of your life. So, um, but 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 you just said something key. You, I mean, you, you actually said something key. You said the examples that Classy gave were of people with financial means. Mm-hmm. So we may not have the financial means, right, to go that route, correct? But if you don't have financial means, then what do you have? If you don't have money, if you ain't out making money, then what do you have? You've got time. So if you've got time, mm. go get your kids half the time. Go to the court and say, yeah. I ain't got no money. i got a little bit of money, but I want half of this commitment. I want half of this custody of this child. I ain't been beating nobody. I ain't got no background. You know what I mean? You ain't got no nothing. You ain't have no proof of me being a bad parent, so you've got to give me half of this child well, well, well that's, not, that's not necessarily true you you when you look at the story of the uh the officer i want i forgot what his name last name is white guy um he had a one-night stand 
The mother never told him. He's a good dude, left the military on good standing, uh, ended up marrying uh, uh, some, some other lady because, you know, him and that girl just had a one-night stand. He didn't know he had a child. So the girl had uh, decided she didn't want, because, you know, they give the woman all the rights of the child. The girl decided she didn't want the child, put the child up for adoption. The state of Virginia, now this guy lives in Colorado or something, the state of Virginia decided they want to give this couple the child. They finally contacted him with a bill for child support and, and back whatever, whatever. He's like, hold on, I didn't even know I had a kid. Is this my kid? Let the DNA happen. Oh, okay. I'll take custody of the child. You know, I'm getting married and everything's stable over here. Know what the court said. We've decided we're giving this child to this couple over here. Huh? So what are you talking about? This is my blood child. We've already done the DNA. It doesn't make sense what you're telling me. You're telling me that this couple has more rights. Yeah, because... She gave the uh, child up for adoption and gave the grandparents the custody. And so under the grandparents, they gave the, uh, uh, the uh, rights over to this couple. Hold on, man. That man had to fight for a year, year and a half to get custody of that kid. And once he got custody, he well, he got custody and Virginia overruled him and wanted him to ship the girl back. He's like, yeah, y'all, y'all playing games. Further proven, it's not about the kid and stability. But, yeah, he didn't have a bunch of money, but he had time and patience. And that's the unfortunate thing is when, when, when the court is showing you it's not about the kid, like the brother's getting put in jail and I just gave, I wasn't able to make it to court yesterday, and here comes this lady up here, and you up here put these kitten gloves on, and you're like, it's okay, girl. We understand mm-hmm. what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, fellas, and I, and we, we really appreciate the comments, Lassie and Malcolm and all the other fellas on the line. Um, but T-Hawk, did you have anything else? Uh, no. No. Hey, man, good, this good, good, good. Why? Why? Yeah, man, this is a great show. We're going to come back to you next week as we do every week on Tuesday. We're coming back next week with another awesome show, so please – uh, be there next Tuesday at 9.30 as we have another interesting topic that we're going to be speaking on about life and getting these men better out here. Thank you, guys, and good night. Father, well, who's got man. You want to give next week's topic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 which, again, will... We'll